If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, the more regular co-host than me, Mr. <laughs> uh, Mr. Ben Errington. And a Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, Luke. Hello, Ben. You're back. Hello. All gangs together. Thank God you yeah. guys are back. I was doing Just a podcast was... last couple of weeks, and neither of you showed up. I'm in the wrong Zoom link. <laughs> You're in the wrong Zoom link, and it was it was a better show actually. <laughs> Who do you think you are? To just waltzing back in, like you haven't been here for two weeks. Just go, come on in, guys. Well, come on, let's do it. Come on, I'll let I'll let you back on. We won't have we won't go off onto mad sidetracks like we did last week. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it might be a, nice. a world a world record for segways, not segways. What word am I thinking of? Tangents. No, it could be tangents. It was a world record for tangents. Um, so maybe this yeah. week we. Uh, who cares? No, it's going to happen again. Let's it's not. Let's not kid anyone. It's what you're here for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, what's going on? How did you guys get on this last two weeks? Was it all good? Were you, were you okay? Do you know what? It's been oh, yeah, nothing, but, escape, nothing but good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Landscape. Yeah. <laughs> Good vibes between between a killer ape and then a killer tiger. Um, yeah, obviously we went here to you went here to chime in. Which which would you prefer to be up against uh, an ape or a tiger? Uh that tiger was so dumb for a tiger. I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think it was all there. I think it was broken. It was broke. Yeah. Like, well, it got like shot a... in the head and didn't seem to flinch. So his brain yeah, was obviously it wasn't all right. wrong. So that, like particular, so that particular tiger, <laughs> so a, a really yeah, unobservant tiger, yeah. tiger or yeah, hyper-intelligent like smoking M- ape. MDF, whatever they used to board up, you can, you can blow, you can cough through that stuff. Just <laughs> kick, the do- kick the door harder. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're... She was trying to kick it rather than... Though. 
trying to pry it the wrong way. It's like being locked in a in a house in Japan. Just walk through the walls. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're never getting invited back to Japan. <laughs> What's he everywhere. doing? Who's he think he is? Like Godzilla. The bank. <laughs> I will this say, um, out of all of them, I'd like to have been locked in a house with Ben Scaife because uh, he's such a lovely guy. Uh, I'm kind of sad that I didn't get to speak to him in person because I spoke to him so much. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to get him on again. Um, he's a natural. Episode. He'll be back for Shackma, I'm sure. You know what? I did think that. I thought he's definitely a natural. Obviously, he's got his own YouTube yeah. channel and he's been reacting to horror films on that. But in a podcast environment, he, he was a natural. Like when you listen back to me and Luke on episode one, not saying, <laughs> not, not saying you're yeah. bad, Luke, but it's just something about it. We haven't quite found the flow yet. We haven't found, found yeah. the rhythm. But Speaking Ben Scaife came straight in. That was exactly five years ago today. This is our five-year anniversary. There we go. So today, the 8th of Feb, um, Horror Hangout turns five years old. We've been doing this for half mm. a decade. It doesn't feel like that long at all, but it also feels like maybe even longer in a way, if that's strange. I wasn't even here at the beginning, guys. It simultaneously feels like forever and no time at all i listened to the first episode mm. on the day it came out uh dan butcher had tweeted about it saying a couple of guys i know got a new oh, horror yeah. podcast coming out give it a listen if you're so inclined little did myself, you know i will dan i will listen there we go. it sent you on a it sent you on a path you cross swords with us uh yeah <laughs> horror horror swords that was your sliding doors moment yeah if you didn't click yeah. on that link you could have ended up on someone else's podcast You'd be yeah. yeah. What would you be doing right now at this? You'd be time? on the Joe Rogan show as the mainstay <laughs> co-host. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, financially, I'd be doing great, I guess, but um, morally, questionable. <laughs> yeah. Questionable. I did see. I did see a tweet earlier, which was like, Yoko Ono threatens to have her music added to Spotify <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless Joe Rogan is taken off the platform. <laughs> <laughs> that, get, that, get, that did give me a chuckle yeah. so uh, but yeah uh so yeah five years very nice we put out on the socials today that it was five years i wouldn't i don't think i would have remembered but i it was on a facebook memory where i think last year um i posted about it being four years and i'm just going to be that kind of person now every single year the podcast gets older i'll just keep doing it because it's just going to make me think about my when you own get mortality your, when you get your facebook memories ben are there some that you like obviously accept like this and you forward over and then there's some things that you um, choose Elite. to like expunge from history when they remind you. One hundred percent, because there was clearly a period of time where I just thought that being drinking alcohol was a personality. So, yeah. so I just used to, used I to always just, well. always used to post, "Hung over to fuck, drunk again, lol." Just <laughs> loads of stuff like that, and I just oh, yeah. every time oh, I see when, it. when your status used to be like Ben is colon dot dot dot, and you type yeah. in just song lyrics, song lyrics for days. Uh, I used to love the song lyrics, but also people who didn't understand the is, so they'd like add another word after the is, which wasn't grammatically correct, didn't make sense. Like I don't know, Ben is has had enough. <laughs> <laughs> ben is has had enough. And yeah, then replies, oh, inbox me, babe. Inbox uh, me, babe, and I'll go, nah. What's 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 everyone's wrong? a snake about it? Everyone's yeah. a snake, it's just me and the kids from now on. <laughs> ben is <laughs> sick and tired of all those backstabbers. 
I think yeah, I remember once it was like some, someone is has got a new hat. I remember reading that on someone's status years ago. <laughs> and I laughed about it for a while. Yeah. Luke yeah, Condor got is, has history. got a new hat. That's true. Yeah. The Facebook, it, the Facebook memories most of the time from at least the last five years or so is always handy, handy stuff to see. So this was this was one of them. Um, so yeah, the first episode we did was the Devil's Backbone. Mm-hmm. That was when we were doing the Empire Top Fifty list and working our way through that. That was the first mm-hmm. one on mm-hmm. there. And yeah, two hundred and seventeen, no, two hundred eighteen main episodes ever since. I was going to say it's pronounced twenty eighteen. I think yeah. that's how you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two thousand and eighteen. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty pretty cool. Pretty yeah, it's cool. Did I guess I've been with you for five years. In about six, like just under six months, I think it was 2021, 20, 22. I came and joined yeah. you on something like that. It feels like you've always been here with us, Andy. Always. In spirit, obviously. I said, Listen to us, and I was just talking along to myself at the first one. You're right, we Luke. Have, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> we did have a few comments across Instagram and Facebook congratulating us on the milestone, uh, on Patreon as well. Pazuzu, law patron Pazuzu, he said, uh, It's a fantastic achievement. He's been listening for only a year or so. But consider he considers he's got his value for money ten times over, which is good. Uh, that's what we like to be—a nice bargain of a good. podcast. Um, and he says, "Keep on trucking, free horror amigos. Use it enough. No, no, horror amigos. Horror okay. amigos, and it'll stick. Yeah. Oh, I like it. That's I like good. it. Yeah. Thank you for Zuzu. Um, yeah. So that—that's obviously the main piece of horror news that's been going about on all of the all of the horror websites. <laughs> They've been talking about horror hangout. Uh, but other horror newsy bits. Have you guys seen anything? I've got a few few bits and bobbies. I think the thing I've seen will be one of your headlines, Ben. I have faith in you. I Do also you have faith, faith in you. And I don't know what we're talking about. Is it? <laughs> I've got I've got a couple, so hopefully this is the right one. Jordan Peele's Nope oh, yeah. teaser trailer will arrive as a Super Bowl spot this Sunday. And there's like oh. a teeny, teeny, tiny, do we call it a teaser trailer? A first look teaser trailer apparently it's called which is we've like, got a countdown to a teaser countdown we'll... to a teaser it's an amuse bouche of a trailer yeah. it's just a tiny little taste and it's three characters looking up at the sky spooky um, cloud up there gotta spooky be careful cloud up there something to do with um a kite is that right on the poster there's like a kite and something um, could it be aliens could it be aliens oh, hey. i mean the, the name nope how are you feeling about that are you vibing like with it. that i yeah, I think I'm vibing with it. I quite like it. I think so, it's so what was there was get out as nope. nope. It sounds like a sentence I would say if I walked into the like a scary room. Get out. Us. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like a someone that turns that's actually okay for you to say. Get out. Was nah. No, stay. <laughs> it's a conversation. Yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. a conversation. Um, so I don't think we've got any details about it at all. In terms of mm. plot, um, it stars Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya from Get Out, um, also Stephen Yoon from uh, Walking Dead and Mayhem, uh, Kiki Palmer, who's in the Scream TV series, I believe. Um, but yeah, the, the teaser is essentially all them looking at the sky. I'm thinking aliens. I'm gonna. I don't know anything about it. I'm gonna call some sort of alien thing. I'm gonna say dragons, Ooh. because why not? Maybe not dragons. Maybe. Um, people that like kind of ride kites around 
and uh, <laughs> ninjas on kites. Kite riders. Yeah. Kite rider. Um, I'm going to go with um, nope being like like chud, and it's going to be uh, like an initialism. Oh. Yeah, N O P E. Yeah. So national operatic performance enemies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not the oh, national that... operatic performance, performance enemies, enemies, man. Oh my That's god, anything go but that. Nasty oversized piss elephants could also be. <laughs> and they're all looking up at the, the oversized piss. Because that's what uh, they're going to look up because they're so high. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're massive. Human. I, like, I, I like the title there. I think nope is something that we kind of associate with modern horror in a way that obviously nope. in old in old in yeah. old horror films, if somebody used to get into a, into a situation, a silly situation, you'd be like, just walk out of there. Well, obviously now it, we've gone full circle. So in modern horror, when people are in those yeah. situations, they tend to go nope and walk out, and it gets a laugh. You know, it does get a laugh. I, I feel like maybe if if I saw it in a movie today, I'd be like, it's a bit old. I don't. It almost feels oh, already a little already. Bit dated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like things move so quickly now. He should have had that movie out like before Get Out for that to work. For me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've done it in the wrong order. It should have been. Nope. Us. What's the uh, next one going to be called then? Do you think? Us. Get out. Nope. Get in. <laughs> Get in there. A footballer. A footballer's <laughs> left knee becomes sentient. Get in, get out, get off, get off. Might be one. Get off. It's a shake it all about. That'd do. Football yeah. crazy, chocolate mad. Grab a oh. power pole and play football with the lads. <laughs> yeah, they are the greatest players from the best teams in the land. So, what's it to be said? Yeah. Do you reckon this is like? Do you reckon he'll still still keep he'll keep making horror movies after this? Because this is like a trilogy, not a, an official trilogy, obviously, but mm. three releases that yeah. have been horror. Do you think he'll go? Actually, you know what? I'm stepping away from it. Spread his wings a little bit after this, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Like, do, like the the question to ask there: Does Jordan Peele like probably being, I would say, one of the most respected people in a genre? Does he like making probably a shit ton of money? Like, if he does, I imagine well, he'll probably keep his eye in a bit. He seems like a guy who likes to try lots of things and, and do very well at them. Like the comedy, he kind of nailed that, dominated that uh, mm. scene and then went into horror. Next, he's definitely going to run for the governor of California, I think. <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, that's next. <laughs> or he's going to release uh, a folk album. Oh, yeah. Maybe. One, it's either, either of those. Wonderland. It's got to be. the others. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other piece of news is that the new movie from Alex Garland um, is just it's Ooh, called Men. Yeah. It's called Men. It's coming soon from A24. We all know what to expect from A24. It stars Jesse Buckley, um, and it yeah follows a young woman who goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside after the death of her ex-husband. That's all we got. That's all we got. That's all you get in. That's all you deserve. I'd never actually watched uh, Debs. His uh, TV show. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't either. That was yeah, always no. something I wanted to see, but I never, mm. never ever got around to it. But the poster for this uh, movie, Men, looks pretty cool. So it's like a silhouette, stand, someone standing in, in a tunnel, and in the reflection, it kind of looks like a skull. Nice. Skull, man. Nice. Bloody skull <laughs> in it. There's a bloody skull in there. And the tagline, what haunts you will find you. I like it. Okay. I like it. Yeah. All over that. Okay. Um, so now that that looks fun, do, were, were we fans of Annihilation? I, I remember being I, lukewarm on it. Ben warm. I'm lukewarm on it. But, and I get lukewarmer <laughs> every time I watch it. 
I, I, I think so. I read the book and the book's great, but it's completely different. Uh, I think you lent it to me potentially. I've got one of you. No, I think you lent me under the skin. You lent me one, some, some kind of book at some point. Yeah. Um, but the film is, is great and the soundtrack I love, and I really like soundtrack's good, yeah. deep within my bones. Love the bit where, um, her blood goes in the thing and it, it gets all digital and synthesizer-y and do you know what I mean? It gets like really sci-fi. I like the, the bit with the, when she sees that figure that's kind of mirroring her movements. Is that yeah. something different? That, that entire bit? scene. As soon okay, as, the, yeah. as, soon as like oh, yeah, it definitely. starts to morph into... Yeah, I was like, weird. Super weird, but super cool. I definitely would like to watch it again and I haven't read the book, so I would like to read the book. I need to watch it again because I liked the film itself. The end lost me a little bit, maybe. And maybe I'm happy to throw it out there. It yeah. was a Netflix watch with distractions maybe i wasn't paying enough attention um what kind of distractions you had a massive bowl of spaghetti bolognese on your lap <laughs> yeah big, <laughs> big old big old big old bowl of cheerios thinking get, get me a towel and a dog was on the end of this end of the spaghetti every time you took a every time you took a bite <laughs> yeah. this is all one strand <laughs> yeah uh, wow. Probably less excitingly, just phone and something. And probably, and, and the end didn't really strike me as much as mm. as maybe I would have liked. I think I, I the build up wanted, to that yeah. was great. I kind of expected the ending to have some sort of huge revelation. I don't know, and it kind of for me just it, it, didn't it doesn't quite hit the mark. Didn't quite yeah. hit the mark. No. But it's really it explicit ex as to whether he's an alien. I want Oscar Isaac to literally come in and go, "Whoa, I'm an alien." <laughs> 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 I think. Um, I think it's the the overall experience of the film that I. But yeah, I don't. I don't think the ending quite lands. But yeah. the bear mm, stuff uh, is great. The bear is like oh, grade yeah. A, like one hundred percent time. There's, there's lots of really cool bit, like the bit when they first walk in into the um what it's called now the, the shimmer the, the, the shimmery shimmer, zone yeah. thing, and then they suddenly cuts to black, and then they're waking up and they're like, "What? We've been here for like days, and they have no memory of." Of yeah. getting inside. I don't know, all that kind of stuff I find really creepy. Hmm. Uh, okay, T two more bits of news. I'll fly through these fairly quickly. So, Dario Argento, he's released oh, yeah. a new movie called Dark Glasses, um, and it's got a teaser trailer. So, obviously, the master of Italian horror, master of Giallo. His first movie oh. since 2012. Do you know what movie that was? Uh, opera? No. I bet it was a Dracula one. That's the one, yeah. yeah. Dracula 3D. I mean, Dracula 3D. Three Draculas. Three of them. 3D. That's what we call ourselves. Um, the poster almost looks, like, almost looks like it's from a, a 3D movie for, for this one, anyway, for Dark yeah. Glasses. There's somebody in, in some shades and a, and a shadowy figure. Um, is he as much of a force as he used to be with all of his classics? Uh, I don't know. There's not so much of a buzz around a new movie from him these days, is there? But uh, still, probably check it out. Looks quite fun. Yeah. Uh, I say it looks quite fun. Looks very shallow and looks very bloody from what I can see. Bloody a bit of blood. Yeah. Bloody hell, yeah. mate. Uh, and the only other thing is that there's a Goosebumps live action TV series reboot coming for Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Cool. Now we're for that. Definitely. We'll have to give that. We'll have to give that a little look and have a talk about that. I still think we should do um, a chat about one of the old ones. Get the old Ryan Gosling one out. Yeah. Uh, if Ryan... we do that, we need to do. Uh, Are you afraid of the dark as well? Find a couple of yeah. episodes of each or something. And see what our favourite one was. Whether we prefer submitting mm. things with the approval of Midnight Society or 
wanting viewers to beware because in fact you're in prison. Beware. I think I'm going to lean towards Are You Afraid of the Dark? Just because that was yeah. what I used to watch. I used to quite like that. I think Goosebumps, maybe, I don't know what channel it was on. Maybe it was a Sky thing and it didn't have Sky. I don't know. I don't think yeah. it was a Sky thing, you know. I think it was BBC. Fox Kids? Was it? No. Was it a Fox Kids? I honestly can't remember. I, I used to have a door knocker that was like, it screamed. It was like a blood curdling scream. And then it said, beware, you're in for a scare. So yeah. loud. And it, I had it on outside of my bedroom door as well. So like literally anyone who walked past, mum, dad, sister, were always used to horrible. So, oh, fuck. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Is that why you don't like jump scares now, Ben? <laughs> like just probably just out of context, someone would probably. shout that you're in for a scare. The guy in the Amityville Horror doesn't like jump scares either. Hates them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely like, hates them. Never fucking sneak up on me. Just if you could. It, and in the remake, do uh, an episode of the Demon Headmaster as well. If you're going to do yeah. some old kids, I'll tell you what, kids we, could do like a ki- we could do like a kids horror TV episode. We could do like an episode where we bring our favorite episodes of like horror shows, maybe like. X Files or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Talk about our favorite episodes. Yeah, I'm for that. When when it's X Files, we're all just going to talk about Tombs because everyone had it on VHS. (laughs) Tombs. That was a good episode. Yeah, everyone's got everyone's got a cut. He's he's a he's a squeezy man. I always think about the episode with like the green sparkly flies, nets. Oh, I just like killer nets. And you get them in the you get them in the light, and they get. That's how you get it. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Those are scary ones. The fluke man, fluke was that his name? Oh yeah, yeah, the, the leechy man guy. Leechy yeah. man, anus on his face. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's it. Triple X files that one. <laughs> oh yeah, that is it for horror news. Has anybody yep. seen anything of note this week? Yes, I watched a few things. I mean, um. I have had this thing on my list for ages to watch, uh, Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, which was whoever the guy is who made um, One Cut for the Dead, he was like yeah. promoting this. It's um, uh, one continuous shot film and made on like a super low budget. And it's it feels like that in the same way that One Cut for the Dead does. But the central premise is kind of genius. And I don't know how they pull it off. So basically... Um, a guy owns a cafe and he lives in an apartment upstairs. There's like a, a computer screen downstairs in the cafe and a computer screen upstairs in his room. He goes upstairs to his room and him from two minutes into the future is downstairs and the other one talking to him from two minutes into the past. Oh, wow. That, but so it starts out quite simple. Then every, then he goes downstairs and he finds a two minutes from his past uh, upstairs now and he starts, he repeats what he's been told to say. And then they bring that screen downstairs and they point them each, each other. So I don't know what you call this, but like they become infinite. Like you can see infinitely into the future, into the past. And then they kind of have this wow. amazingly choreographed, so this is done in one continuous take as well, amazingly yeah. choreographed sequences where they're, they're outside of the screens in like one layer and then they pop the head in and they're talking to someone from like a, a far back past layer, like a screen within a screen within a screen within a screen. And then they'll go out and then go off to do more adventures. And then you'll see bits that had passed by the screens earlier from some other layer of the screen act out in real time. And it's amazing, like the way it all comes together as well yeah. is that it's very, it's like, not like, um, like nothing mad happens, 
but it's just that one concept they've gone this is what we're going to do and we're going to absolutely yeah. nail this one concept and it's yes this is really really good i saw a trailer for it but it looks fantastic i've been meaning to watch it it was on i forget which festival film festival it was now it was on yeah. the festival at the end of last year and i i wasn't there so i didn't see it but i've been wanting to see that i'm glad yeah. you liked it yeah it's really cool it's um uh yeah if you like that kind of film that kind of quirky japanese great, yeah. low budget thing yeah pretty good I'll get that added to a list, I believe. When it comes to confusing time travel, I know that people hold up, what, there's Primer and there's Time Crimes. Have you guys seen both of those? Yeah, yeah. Um, Primer. I've only, only seen Primer, I think. I've, I've had to like look at like diagrams of Primer to work out what the <laughs> hell's going on. But it, it's good. It's kind of mind-blowing. Uh, time Crimes is a bit of a more simple time-looping situation. Have you seen uh, Predestination as well? No. Oh, that's no. A, that is really good. Uh, I don't even know why it's not bigger than it is, but that's got a really interesting take on the time looping situation. Hmm. I'm going to add predestination to my film list. A lot of these as well are, are more are more solid than Looper. I find Looper is quite unstable. When you think about any of the elements, yeah. it doesn't when quite start, add up. Yeah, when you start breaking it down, it's a bit confused. What guy's fingers start disappearing? Yeah. It's good to see. It, like it looks cool, and it's quite nice to watch. But that it's not very like robust on the time travel side. Yeah, mostly just for the like the couple of shots they get where they try to explain Jason Gordon-Levitt turning into Bruce Willis as thin hair one day, and then yeah. the next, and yeah. then the next. I'm just Bruce Willis now. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis, I think, got nominated. He had his own category, category. in the Razzies, yeah. didn't he? There's like eight Bruce Willis movies for a worst Bruce Willis movie. Do you reckon he'll win? No. He'll <laughs> be runner up. Yeah. He'll be runner up. Oh, okay, for that. See. Anything else, Luke, you've seen this week? Yeah, I watched um, Archive 81, uh, yeah. which is the Netflix thing based on a podcast. I was a little bit miffed because there's one central idea that is a, quite similar to something I'm working on as well, but it goes in a completely different direction, so I'm not, not bothered anymore. But... Okay. The first four episodes of Archive 81, when it sets up the mystery, are like some of the best TV I've seen in a long time. And then I was like, I don't quite enjoy some of the answers. And I feel like they give us too many answers, if anything. The answers are a bit simple. But um, like the overall setup, like there's one scene. because I've been getting up super early in the morning and just watching TV and films as the sun's rising. Um, and then there's one scene, I kind of drifted off and I woke up and it's just this woman screaming. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but... It's like it's a spiritual medium woman, and it's quite a horrific scene. That's all I'm saying. But like it was, it was bonkers. Uh, but yeah, there's 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 some elements in that in those first four episodes that are really creepy. They really get under your skin. Oh, I'm gonna based, watch it. Is it based? I'm gonna watch it's it. Based and be like, oh. it's a fiction podcast. Fiction um, podcast. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, that they've turned into a into a, a pretty solid large budget TV show. If there's one thing I think we should do, there should be more of in the marketplace, actually, guys. I think that sort of short form horror narrative podcast, there should be more of those being made into high budget, budget TV things. <laughs> I think paying the writing team behind them most handsomely is probably the, the secret to success as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware, Andy, but you as well, we all we do run one of those. So we do. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, we probably if anyone was looking for anyone to to adapt, <laughs> we'd be able to point them in the right direction as well. So yeah, 
yeah that's brilliant i'd love i'd love to i'd love to see more of those it is good it's it archive 81 shows us that that uh workflow let's say from podcasts to tv show works excellently so yeah it's a it's it's a good sign so not only is it great content but efficient to produce as well efficient to produce yeah you don't have to do any of the audio it's already done you just have to add the images on top. <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to do. It's easy. <laughs> Pay your screenwriter's half. Because well, you've, yeah. got the, you've got the words. Just got to yeah. write some notes or pictures you want. Just get some royalty-free Google videos at pexels.com. Shut a stop. <laughs> Everyone loves watching those. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything, anything else? No, pretty much. I'll just say one more thing. Um, I finished reading after like three years. I've been grabbing volumes of the Sandman comics and have finally finished them all. And it is, and people say it's like the best comic series ever made. I wouldn't go that far, but I think it does have, at times it is brilliant. It is really brilliant. Other times it's not quite as brilliant. Uh, but that's been really fun for the past, I think it must be like three years. I've just picked, well, picked up a volume every couple of months and enjoyed the experience. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I'm, I've done the first couple, I think, and then I just haven't got any more to be moving for, for a few years and so on. Yeah. And I've got bookshelves again. I might get back on it. I could lend, you, the, lend you some. Oh, nice. When's the Netflix show of that out? This year? I think, did you see the trailer for it? Yeah. Is it just, there's not much going on in the trailer, is there? It's, it's just them doing the ritual to uh, catch, yeah, him, yeah, catch him in, to, to get a in the nud. We've got him in the nud. <laughs> in this like yeah um it looks looks all right the thing is actually like the sandman looks really weird like in the comics he's he's very long it looks like neil gaiman is like me- melted a little bit um like he's been left and like left in the very front window of a shop yeah left in the window <laughs> hot day all faded and sun bleached yeah it's be weird to see how they kind of pull that off yeah. Listen to a bit of the like the full cast audio drama that came onto Audible not long ago. Well, yeah. I say not long ago, a year ago. Is it good? Yeah, it's all right. I haven't listened to all of it because the problem with audiobooks sometimes is that you put them on a bedtime, fall asleep, don't you? Yeah. And especially about the Sun Man, it's all about that. It's on. It's on brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I do need to go back and I do need to go back and finish it. Possibly listening while I'm operating heavy machinery, so I can't possibly fall asleep. He's not the king of dreams. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's... I mean, I'm, I'm trying to do things that I forgot. How about you guys? The only thing I've really seen this week, I've been playing a lot of games. Um, I've been playing Days Gone, returning to Days oh, Gone. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I've play, I started playing Resident, Resident Evil Code Veronica X because it celebrated its 22nd anniversary wow. recently. So yeah, no, it's crazy. And I think it's the one turn to dust get... and just fade away. <laughs> yeah. It's the one that always gave me the most trouble. So I've gone back to try and like wholeheartedly beat it. I've de- I've definitely finished it, but I want to go and go and uh finish it again. Cause I think it maybe only once. Um and then apart from that, I've started watching the Pam and Tommy TV show. On yeah, any good? Disney, it's on Disney Plus. It's really good, yeah. Like it's really, it's really fun and interesting. Really nineties, and it's not just about uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. There's like this story, or there's a, a character played by Seth Rogen, who gets his hands on 
the format the, the famous sex tape and yes. how he goes it's got loads of stuff about technology and like the internet as well and like the and how he used how he got it online and what happened after that it's only been three episodes so far but mm. i'm really enjoying it and sebastian stan is having the time of his life you could just see it he's just absolutely loving it that's cool um and there's a prosthetic penis as well i'm pretty sure it's oh, excellent because on disney plus yeah, I know. Well, they've got yeah, the new tagline, haven't they? Now, Luke, haven't they? Plus. It's like things, films that you, uh, you know, things that you expect, Mickey Mouse, and big things nuts. that you don't. <laughs> old choppers, big people, yeah. people flopping. <laughs> chop. Big old, big old choppers, chopsters. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So there we go. Um, I definitely recommend it. It's very, it's it's well, the performances are great, and it's just fun. And if you like nineties, if you like hearing, yeah. if you like hearing the dial-up tone of uh, oh, an old mo- yeah. an old modem, you get that. For that alone. My favorite exactly. Song. As soon as that came up, and I was like, oh. Have you um, been watching the book of Bobby Fett? I'm Searching for quite, Bobby Fisher. I'm a, I'm a bit behind on Bobby Fett. I've only seen three, and I think there's six out. Um, I've yeah. seen all the reveals of what characters are in it. So yeah, it gets it gets good, like episode. Five, I think when uh, when the other characters come into it, it 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 seems to like really pick up. I just think um, Boba Fett isn't that isn't that interesting to in this. I don't know in this series, like he's not that interesting to watch. Whereas all the other characters who are supposed to be the side characters are just way more alluring, way more interesting. That's it though. They've got the time to build them up, haven't they? And they've got the they've had all of this years and years of additional materials and I'll pick the very best things out of to introduce in this really high budget way I, I'm still got an episode uh, not an episode an entire season of Mandalorian to watch before I get to it but I will apparently yeah. it's, it looks really good yeah yeah it feels like sure it's there's a lot of fan service but I don't know I feel like it's like especially the episodes made by Bryce Dallas Howard I haven't seen the Bobby Fett episode that she made yet, but I've heard amazing things and people are saying, give give Bryce Dallas Howard a Star Wars movie to make. Um, it seems like it's really giving filmmakers a chance. Like imagine that, like a chance to make an episode set in the in the Star Wars universe. And it feels like they've got a lot of freedom for who they can mm. include. I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure Disney are like, right, you can't just go, you can't have Darth Vader this one wait he's not alive I don't know. i'm not sure i'm not sure they've got any credibility to be choiceful now ever since the fact that the emperor came back to life oh yeah on a fortnight broadcast but, but where's your where's <laughs> oh, yeah. the this is like going to like historic cities like bath and then you've got like a big neon pink mcdonald's sign open there and like that it's like oh great i think um, the point i was trying to make is that the, the the fact that those films were so disappointing and the fact that this tv feels like I don't know something. I don't know. It feels like it's recaptured the magic in a way, the magic yeah. that perhaps those films wanted to capture. Oh yeah. And considering that, considering episodes... we re- considering we re- oh. sorry sorry Luke sorry. considering we recently talked about legacy characters in sequels of stuff, mm-hmm. this obviously shows how it can be used in a way that this mindful. Obviously, they've introduced new characters like Mando, um, and the little dude. But yeah, seems to be a nice balance. Yeah. Go on, Luke. Sorry. I can't remember what I was going to say. Uh, oh, the, uh, the Bryce oh, no! Howard episode. 
Um, is that episode four like, of the Bryce Dallas Howard's Howard episode? I think it is. I think it is. Uh, but it's just just dead inventive. Like there's just it feels like Star Wars. I mean, there's a couple of choices in this season. I mean, I, 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 we talked about the mods. There's like mods in it. Um, I did. I've seen the mods episode. Yeah. Don't feel like Star Wars. There's a couple of things like that, and I think Star Wars isn't supposed to be um, reflective of our world. That's ne- it's always been its own unique kind of almost western almost eastern kind of mix but kind of sci-fi but it never it's yeah. never supposed to be kind of mods and in, in bikes there's an element of that but the bryce Dallas Howard episode there's like um just like every kind of new scene she introduces and every kind of new setting i'm like that's really well done like really thoughtful and mm. uh oh, i need to hurry because yeah. who hurry has got see this who has got a star wars a star wars movie taika watiti they've he's making one right isn't he making one whether it's uh, probably making everything he's making bloody everything i I think he is so i'm interested to know what they're going to do after this show because what other shows are we going to get do we know i think well obi-wan is oh yeah yeah, obi-wan that's it that's what i was thinking so it's him saying hello there having a jolly time in the desert hello there i think we'll get uh who else do i reckon we get i know and i haven't read all of the stuff, but I know that Thrawn is really popular. I feel like that uh, will yeah. that'll turn up and we'll get a Something Thrawn thing. That some there's gotta be I mean they're introducing so many characters from Clone Wars and stuff. They're yeah. gonna get around to somebody like that at some point soon. We're getting I, don't a, think, I don't think anybody's off the table. We're getting a what's yeah. his name from um from Rogue One, aren't we? Uh what's his name? Andor? Oh yeah, yeah he's we're, do, get, yeah, we're getting yeah. a him series yeah. where he makes oh, yeah, choices of having two things or choosing between the two things and or or <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. I like it. What about Rosario Dawson? What's her character's name? Uh, uh, Soka. She's getting a series. Super Soka, I call her. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Luke. <laughs> I would like steady on, be, no, not to her um, face. <laughs> the the Dexter Dex the Dexter Jets the mysteries. That's the man with the four arms that runs the cafe in episode two. <laughs> I'd like to see him solving murders like Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. What about Greedo going around getting shot? Oh, first. Young Greedo that <laughs> goes between <laughs> Young go, Greedo. Young Greedo that goes between that bit in episode one where his friend's Anakin Skywalker and he goes like, Oh Greedo, your yeah. green face and lack of shooting first is gonna give you is gonna get you in trouble. <laughs> you on never these shoot days. first, do you, Greedo? Yeah, are they bringing back I guess we don't want to talk about Star Wars too much longer, but are they bringing back Hayden? Yeah, that's, 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 uh, Hayden that's, Skywalker. That is for Obi Wan, though, isn't it? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I I, I I think that'd be cool. That'd be interesting to see hmm. how that all works. I just enjoy you just it, him missing Obi Wan so many times because you definitely <laughs> haven't seen him since the, between those movies. So it'll be him just turning up just after Obi Wan's gone and going. Yeah, that's Obi's. <laughs> yeah, no idea that he's gonna have his legs off at some point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. So that's pretty much it for me. Uh, Andy, did you have anything? Uh, yeah, a couple. I watched the second one of No One Sleeps in the Woods Tonight, so called oh, yeah. No One Sleeps in the Woods Tonight 2. Nice. Really fun, really interesting. It goes in a completely different direction from the first. It is good to watch them as a double bill. Um, the director, whose name is Bartek Kowalski, and the cast... I, I think you're going to see more interesting things from from this from this group of people and this director. Um, on the face of it, outwardly a slasher, but for the 
I would say probably what is a modest budget. They do some interesting things in this and some of it's very quite funny. Oh, oh, what's that? Uh, I love the look of the, I guess, like the, the slasher guy. Big pimply men. Yeah. That looks, it looks dead like character. Yeah, it's, it's good. There's a, there's a lot to enjoy. And I pimply also, men. I also how many of them, watched, how many of them are there? Sorry, 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 Andy. There's two pimply men. How many? How many movies? Sorry, is it two? There are two. Yeah, there are okay, two movies. Two pimply men. Two pimply men. Two movies. Um, and it's set around a really just as a nice setup for the very beginning. You get rid of the. It's set in the modern era, but it's set around a summer camp, which uh, and it's kids that have been sent there because they're addicted to technology. Um, so, you know, one of the nice. kids has got the things like, oh, what happened? Like, so I've been sent to this camp because my parents don't believe in me playing video games. And I had got into the world championships in Korea where the prize money is like a million dollars, but they think I'm not uh, socialising my friends at school. So they have sent me to technology addiction camp. Um, and that's why no one's got a phone and they're just off in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, and like I, I think I said the other week, um, the dubbing is completely acceptable so if you're in a situation where you can't watch it in original language and have the subtitles the dubbing is fine oh yeah what what did you say it was it's polish polish norwegian yeah. where does that come from um <laughs> yeah it's really good like it's well. it's it's worth checking those out there's some interesting ideas there and i think we'll see more from these guys and then i also watched um hypnotic with kate siegel it's like a new I saw it advertised to me on Netflix oh, and thought, yeah. all right, then I give that a go. Like Kate Siegel has been in some great horror things. I would say more in the thriller space than, than outright horror. Everyone in it is. Kate Siegel and a couple of other characters in it are perfectly good. Maybe not as interesting as the premise in the trailers live out. Um, see this on a, this is a nice Sunday night thriller on your telly that you'd watch maybe um, nothing that's going to break the world apart, but everyone in it is perfectly capable doing a good job. And that's it. Apart from, of course, this week's double. <clears throat> yeah. Just one really, but one and a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's, we are going to cover two films, but we are going to mainly speak about the original movie. And then we'll talk about the remake just a bit, just to talk about if we, I guess if we thought it was a better interpretation of the story but this week's movie is the amityville horror which is a 1979 american supernatural horror film directed by stuart rosenberg starring james brolin Mar margot kidder as a young couple who purchase a home haunted by supernatural forces who just want you to get out yeah uh, so the film is based on the 1977 book of the same name but it's also based on the alleged experience of the Lutz family who bought a home in Amityville, New York, where a mass murder was committed the year before. When was it committed? Last week. Get us moved in. <laughs> Clean the you blood say, off the wall. Get us moved in. You say that though, Ben. Like, you talk about things happening quickly. So this event, so this film came out in 1979, you said, right? You yeah. think the murders, oh, so the, the, real, the real, like, Amityville is it's public domain which is why the the franchise and the movies are all over the place because anyone can pretty much have a crack at making them and it's because it's based upon the some real murders that happened and the events of the film are based on something that happened that people moved in after these murders to the thingy 
uh, you know, after these murders happened and how someone else moved in there and he had a shit one and then they made the film out of it. The book, uh, this film that came out in 1979 is based on a book that came out in 1977 and the murders happened in like 1974. So that is like someone Jesus having Christ. a fairly... What's that? Here it is. I've got half a book written here. I've got half a book written here. Let's... Yeah. I've got a fast so, track to the studio. This has been rattled out in, in, com- in comparison. Wow. So the book is this story right it's not like a true crime look at the the guy who got possessed and, and killed his family it's the it's a fictional take on the family that moved in afterwards i have right? to look i i, I assumed it's a it's a dramatized <laughs> but it's what we see in the film pretty much it's a dramatized version yeah. of these people's story it i seems- mean to write about the actual murders that'd be insensitive five years after they happened wow true crime like- documentaries these days I know, obviously, it was a real thing that happened, but it almost seems like the most interesting story is, like, the guy who actually killed his family. Like, that's a more compelling story in a well, way. Well, the Warrens have had that since, haven't they? Because it's in... It's the start of The Conjuring 2, right? Oh, okay. Uh, three. Conjuring 3, three right? Number wait, wait, number two is the London one. Number two is yeah. the London one. I think it's, I think it's the vision <laughs> she has before... It's what yeah. she's doing. She's in the middle of doing an Amityville when they get yeah. the call about London. She goes, hang on. I'll be Just right one there. Many Amityville. <laughs> it's almost like if, someone, if someone went, I've got two stories for you, right? I've got one story where a man goes crazy, kills six members of his family. Insane, right? Oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. I've got another story for you. Man moves into the house. Goes a bit crazy, but don't kill anyone. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. Then they oh, leave. Right, yeah, yeah. Make, make a film of that. Make a film yeah. of that. Well, no, I'll make a film about the six murders, right? Nah, that should just be like a... Nah, that's boring. <laughs> that's boring. Everyone's done that, mate. <laughs> Everyone's done the six murders. What about a yeah. man who goes a bit mad, but what then about snaps, snaps no out murders. Oh, No murders? No you murders. mad man. <laughs> what happens at the end? What's the climax? Oh, he gets choked for a bit and then his dog saves him. Spoilers for this movie, by the way. Um, yeah. His dog, is, dog thinks he's like a, like a lump of something coming out of it. <laughs> his dog briefly thinks he's dog... a baddie and then he goes, oh, oh Mate, actually, I'm Harry, I'm a goodie, and he goes, Oh, I'm gonna help you then. Sauce, yeah. he's oh, like, God. I'm biting you, but then I'm turning it into a nice help. Yeah, yeah the dog, the dog, <laughs> oh no, I've, I've been so embarrassed and I've bitten him. I pretend <laughs> I'm trying to cut because I haven't got no hands. No, no, I'm not biting you, I'm coming you out. So, this, so this movie is like, I guess it's one of those films. So, last week I said I've seen the original and I haven't seen the remake. Now, after watching them both, I'm almost like, I don't know if I've seen either of them. I don't remember anything. I'm not right. sure I'd seen either of them I'm at all. Sure and I think either. in the remake yeah. with Ryan Reynolds having his top off, I think my memory of his abs was from Blade Trinity. So I was like, uh, I've seen him with his shirt off before, but I don't think he's in this film. And I was all confused. What yeah. abs in this, in this remake? First point of difference. Like the Amityville first trap is the second one. And it's one for everyone. doesn't matter what you're into. Because there's Ryan Reynolds has got his tops off. The second, the second later, the little boy's like, oh, I don't want no babysitter. And then midriff for days comes walking in there in, in to do some babysitting. And the kid's to like, be, cool. To be fair, though, if we're talking about... <laughs> Makes a Michael Bay movie look subtle. <laughs> if we're talking about Ryan Reynolds' abs, James Brolin in Amityville Horror 1979, I mean, he's definitely going to be somebody's type. He's like a rugged sort of like... At the start, it, by the end, he turns into like a... Like uh, overworked, crunch period game developer. <laughs> yeah, his eyes—he's got like panda 
panda eyes. <laughs> When's the last Either. time you had a, you slept a wink? Six months ago. Is he? Because um... it happens in days. He moves in as lovely, friendly Bob Ross, and then about midway through the film, which is only about a week and live in the house, he is like Christian Bale on the set of Terminator Salvation. You make the yeah. slightest bit, and he's like, "There's a light in my <laughs> eyeline." You're fucking idiot. I'm You're still a doing... Good for you. He'll do it in an American he, um... accent. Is he Thanos's dad? Uh, is Thanos he... is dead, yeah. Josh, Josh Brolin's dad. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, you can kind of tell. Okay. Yeah. They've got a certain quality to them. I didn't know that his mom that is that his Thanos' mom's mom Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I didn't oh. know that until today. Jesus. Yeah, so I did not know that. Bloody hell, Thanos. So this uh this film in terms of reviews is does not get does not get scored nicely. It's got 30% on Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Dull and disappointing. The best that can be said for the Amityville horror is that it set a low bar for its many sequels and remakes. 30%, that seems pretty low. Um, 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb and 3 out of 5 on Letterboxd. A couple of choice reviews here. Uh, one from Patrick Willems. By the way, you guys watch his YouTube channel. Patrick Willems. He's a... Uh, I don't know. There's lots of film reviews, quite quite good, quite quirky. Uh, so he says, so wait, does this evil house only attra- uh, attract inhabitants who look like James Brolin? Does it use its evil powers to make every man who moves there look like James Brolin? Two stars. Um, <laughs> it's a good question. Also, we uh, Andy pointed out that they look a lot like the killer, the, the actual real yeah, killer. Yeah, the in real life killer, they look a lot like him. Okay. Yeah. Like they've cast him based on it. I, what do you look like? Oh, no, not good enough. Yeah. So when I say Isa or Issa put, OMG, this is so incredibly boring. I swear it felt 11 years long, half a star. And I, I kind of <laughs> oh, agree. Specific time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did it feel 10 years long? Oh, no. Yeah, Much longer than 12 that. too many. <laughs> yeah. God, 11 crazy. just right. I'm pretty sure there's a fairy tale about that, about the length of this film. Um, <laughs> Yeah, James Brolin, Panos' dad, Margot Kidder as well, who uh, Black Christmas and Superman. Superman's Superman, girlfriend, yeah. yeah. Lois Lo- Lane herself. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm. She reminded me, I kept thinking it was the actress from Raiders of the Lost Ark. They are very similar. What's her name? They're like... Uh, uh, as soon say... as you said that, I think it married him, but that's the character's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex- uh, Indies. Indies. Uh, like, short Connery. round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so have you guys seen this before? I think I've seen both before, or I've seen one of them. I've definitely seen the remake before. Um, and maybe because I've seen that as I was watching this one, because the quote's so similar, I'm like, I've definitely seen that one before, but I recognize both of them quite well. Mm. Um, and I remember it... quite like, I have to say, I didn't, I hadn't seen the remake, but um, recently, uh, but I remember quite liking it, I remember thinking it was really good. But then again, I could have been a dumb, dumb, young, early twenties <laughs> man dumb, with hair, full of <laughs> man with hair, <laughs> young, dumb, and full of enjoyment for the Amityville Horror remake. <laughs> the Amityville Horror remake is a very shiny, jump scare heavy, but mm. a very modern horror film. And I think from reading about it, it seems like it's one of the first, maybe one of the first films around about that time that's started before, like the influx of Conjuring's and. Annabelle's and James Wanier's. Did not have a um. Oh God, what's that company called that make 
13 ghosts and has oh, yeah. to uh, r- r- rock no What's it dark castle rock is no. it no. No. dark castle does it not have a, ca- a dark castle vibe to it from it memory definitely it definitely does there's definitely a okay. lot of shaky faces oh, 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 yeah oh, oh, oh. you got shaky faces for days in to be fair no. there are there are there are a lot of jump scares but there are a few effective ones there are a few effective ones and um i think in terms of like atmosphere and in terms of genuinely being quite scary the remake is better because I mm. think the original, there's a lot of like it tries to build a bit of an atmosphere, but it gets bogged down in other details. And in terms of like actual scary haunting slash possession stuff, I mean, there's pretty much nothing. The door opens, you hear a voice. Oh, yeah. this, house, house, this house puts the house is, up the house yeah. is livid, but like in the original, the house you could argue just has a bit of a problem with organized religion, particularly the Catholic Church. Doesn't like any of them. Makes that nun vom. Um, but yeah, it doesn't kill anyone, does it? The house in this one, like it doesn't. Does it, it does, no. its best, that, does its best to do it, but doesn't try too hard. Is it that makes, makes that priest poorly. <laughs> yeah. Is it is that its goal to kill anyone though? Is it is is the house's goal to possess the daddy and make the daddy do the murders? I don't think it's even like they never thought about it in the original. They, they don't seem to... Whereas the remake, that's definitely the plan, right? Make Ryan Reynolds become oh, yeah. the next murderer. Yeah, it's like, oh, kill, kill your family. It's try, and it's trying to trick him because, oh, see your family? Yeah, demons. Um, yeah. So I, What I do like about the um, remake is that they when when he is possessed, his eyes are like really black, like Ryan Reynolds, which I think is quite cool. As a, as a, there's something about it where you're like, oh, no, he's all right now. He's not possessed at the moment. You can see the whites of his eyes. His eyes yeah. are black. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and I think there's genuinely a lot of tension. A lot of tension. You feel scared for the kids. You feel scared for um his partner. Is it Melissa George? It's Melissa George, yeah, from Triangle. Home and yeah, away. You, f- you feel genuinely worried about her, whereas I think in the original, you're a bit like Bob Ross, aka James Brolin, is just a bit of a bad-tempered. Got and he got a bad belly. He loses oh. loses cash. Yeah, he loses his cash. Not What's even his going? own cash. His brother-in-law gets his brother-in-law yeah. get loses his cash, and he forgets to sign the checks, and he punches his mate that time. Yeah, yeah. So, there's more I mean, ancillary characters in this one that haven't that haven't fallen out with. So why do we think this this film has like built such a huge franchise? Is it because of the no copyright Re- thing? Yeah, possibly like free. the real life nature of it. Like it's based on something that happened so in that margot kiddo was pretty big right as well i don't know yeah when this margot came kiddo out around was a huge star that uh, would have been like the late 70s early 80s so pre-superman this would have been i guess but after black christmas so yeah, <clears throat> yeah she should have been a should have been a big star obviously roland's a family business now so they obviously did all right out of this as well i feel like amityville horror it might be one of those films that just played off the strength of a reputation, maybe a little bit more than the film itself. Like before I saw this, I was like, oh, it's based on a real thing. I think we talked about it last week, Ben. Like I knew Amityville Horror from The Simpsons, and I imagine a lot of people yeah. do. Yeah. Also, I also feel the, the... it's got that cultural capital from that, and maybe more so than people who've actually seen the film. I think that house, the look of the house as well, that like, like has eyes 
for some reason the house has eyes. That's the problem with the architects. They built it with an angry with angry eyes. Now, <laughs> yeah. of course, it's going to be bad. Like all Peugeot two hundred sixes have got angry eyes as well. I assume they're evil cars. Yeah. I think it was off the back of The Exorcist. It was after The Omen as well. So I think it was trying to sort of tap into that sort of like evil slash possession. I was stuff. reading, um, you know, that book Paperback Somehow by Grady Hendrix. I'm pretty sure in that he, he was talking about how there was a boom of horror movies that were kind of about from the idea if you bought a house and the, the, the underlying subconscious fear of making the wrong purchase okay. was was like coming out in horror movies so it was like burnt offerings um what's the this uh steve spielberg toby hoop one uh, uh, poltergeist these oh, movies yes. where you where you've kind of staked the claim and it turns out you've you've made a really bad financial decision mm. that's kind of subconsciously coming out in these, in these horror movies yeah and that's a real horror right like buying a house and then turns that you eliminate it because there's so I mean in real life it could be that the boiler's gone but here yeah it's horror some sort of possessed horror ritual ground or graveyard or or something like that and then lean more explicitly into that in the remake as well where it turns out there was a bad bloke that has like um you know that has like a suffering dungeon underneath his underneath the house underneath the boathouse and he was killing, yeah. I would say, the people portrayed in film, at very least, to have the most vengeful spirits of all. He's been killing those Native Americans on there um, and really, really haunt, getting the place extra haunted. When, when I yeah. watched, the, when I watched the, uh, that Woodlands Dark documentary about folk horror, there were a few people saying that like how Native American burial grounds are used um, to sort of create fear you know based on things but then there was also there was some form of expert who's basically saying that native american burial grounds aren't even really a thing they and they oh, explained okay. how yeah. native americans actually buried their dead and it wasn't in any is that way to like do that. with them um, is that again like you're almost leaning into maybe a slight culture of like guilt and a lack of understanding on there as well to say well you know yeah. Your average American today, Americans write in and let us know if you do hear about this. Like, you know, it's part of the history is, of course, that, you know, there were people on that land before. Settlers came over hundreds of years ago and in no short order, the, the original people who lived on those lands were, you know, massively affected, screwed over, some would say. And is there that feeling Massacred. of cultural, cultural guilt that a lot of those people are gone and therefore there's that inbuilt fear that this action that ancestors took um, has left these vengeful, you know, metaphorical or otherwise ghosts of the past that could get you in the modern day. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a cliche that kind of has lasted through decades, you know. It's something that is prevalent in, I'm pretty sure in Poltergeist it's Native American burial grounds, right? Yeah. Some sort of burial ground. Because in Poltergeist on... 2, there's a Native American dude who's like, he, he's definitely not happy with the fact that <laughs> these, these vengeful spirits are knocking about. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely a cliche. And when I do hear it, I mean, with a film like in from 1979, you're a bit like, oh, okay. But like things like Pet Cemetery, I've kind of yeah. done it. When it's in a 2005 remake, not so good. Yeah, mm. it's just a bit like, okay, I understand like what that means but at the same time do i 
quite. I don't think it's got the, the desired impact it has that, that perhaps it did decades ago as it does now. Now, oh, does yeah. it strike you as a, the now, now it strikes you as a cliche, right? And again, yeah, I think a, cliche, a lot of that is down like... to parody, like Simpsons parodies, and <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you didn't tell me this house was built. No, that's not my recollection. <laughs> right, we're burying this. We're we're making some houses. Uh, where should we put? We just there's this plot over here, just a normal plot. We got this plot where there was a Native American burial ground. Get it on there right now. Oh, Get it on there. Isn't, isn't there a policy we should be building on brownfield sites? Oh, I have to clean up that land. That used to be a Tesco Express. The trolleys. Native American burial ground. <laughs> There's eventual spirits everywhere. Let the bloody tenants deal with them. Landlords, am I right? Landlords. Um, I mean, away from the negatives of um, you know, cultural stereotypes. Don't you love the music this begins with? Yeah, it's got the um, it's like creepy young girl yeah. choir singing. They always they also keep doing that. Jesus, and I only know that because it's in the Book of Mormon. Uh, but that plays quite a lot. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I quite like that. That little jingle it reminds me of a little nightmares too they have that kind of sound playing throughout it children singing that little yeah. you know children sing like a in a sharp key the a spooky song usually yeah. about, you know on the, on the face of it jesus thinking you're really nice that's a nice thing little <laughs> kids singing a horror film though horrid yeah uh, in terms of in terms of the plot, obviously this family move into a house in Amityville. We there is like a pre prelude where we see somebody murdering their family. I'm gonna get is I am gonna the, get mixed up with the with the remake now. So this is the I've got notes. Don't worry, Ben. So we have the we have the murders taking place, and maybe this is how the film tries to get away from. And again, spoilers: there being no murders or actual death for the duration of the film because. Five kids get shot to death in the first two minutes. Yeah, yeah, um, and it looks it looks like the shotgun is doing the killing more than the person. Like the camera is so focused in on the shotgun, it's almost like the shotgun is is the character. It's made by the, N- the NRA are loving it, love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a close up on that. Look how effective! Look how effective it is. It's dead good <laughs> at blowing people away. And as we learned oh, from the Warrens investigation years later, it's that dickhead Valak. Yeah, yeah, it's all up in it. Had to be Valak, didn't it? <laughs> Absolute prick, Valak. Ronald DeFeo Jr. is his name. Um, oh, he's the one he, done there. Yeah, the I guess I guess he'd be DeFeo Senior now. I don't know what what age does that change? To so when his dad dies, maybe that's why he did it. <laughs> that's what happens oh, yeah. <laughs> immediately. <Yeah. laughs> Say hello to Junior. Yeah. Say hello to Senior. <laughs> no, I'm OG. <laughs> I guess you get to be like the Highlanders, Highlander rules. If there aren't two. There's no senior or junior needed. There can be only one. Yeah. So, so the family setup is that George and Kathy looks, they're a young married couple, but Kathy's got three kids from a previous marriage. George mm-hmm. is the new man about town. And, yeah. uh, George so is I up in there. Kathy's Catholic. That's why your name's Catholic. Uh, yeah, short for Catholic, I think, yeah. Short for Catholic. <laughs> and, jo- and George is like... Her maiden name is Lick. George is like, I ain't fucking interested. My religion is wearing flannel shirts and some yeah. lovely thermal undergarments. Yeah. Uh, He's a look- surveyor. I think he owns a surveillance business, right? 
Yeah. So they come in and looking at this house, and uh, they were, they, you know, I've said some unkind things about estate agents in my time. Sometimes when you look at a house, they'd be a real pain in the ass. But these ones, straight up, they talk about the murders. Yeah, there was a murder. I thought that she did say it's a fixer upper. I wonder if by the end of the day, when uh, like the walls are bleeding, she's like, I did say it was a fixer upper. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you've, oh, got to take, bleeding again, you've got to take some you know you know this is just a state agent language like you know quaint small fixer yeah. upper bleeding walls possessed uh, yeah <laughs> i gotta tell you though lovely space i don't know lovely. i don't i don't know it's lovely i mean it's those evil eyes i mean are they evil they're kind of very cartoonish like it, it it they look like those eyes they're a bit cross-eyed don't they and a bit like yeah. no <laughs> I'm an evil yeah. house. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like that's how we trick you then, because it's like, oh, yeah. it's, yeah, quite, get, it's quite oh, jolly. Fine. That, that house is a right laugh. Let's get in there. It's like have a great time. Good, good space though. <laughs> nice, you know, you have got an outdoor outdoor boathouse. Yeah. Lots of room for activities. As they're walking garden, around, right on the water. As they're walking around, it keeps cutting like. I don't really call it smash cutting to shut the shotgun kills. <laughs> Even like mid mid word. Hell, th- and this is the bathroom. This is the bang, 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 dead kids. <laughs> yeah. I get a funny <laughs> vibe about this place. Are you? I mean, it cuts to them and they're like, this is amazing. I love this place. I love the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Love the smell. And this is a line we get in, in both of the movies as well, where in both cases they go, Houses aren't like den of memories and den of evil, den of evil, and it's just just people. So actually, it's all right to buy a murder house, especially at this low, low price. I know it's nineteen seventy nine price, eight thousand dollars, I think. And I think they even say this should be more like one hundred and ten thousand, but it's eight thousand. Um, I think my granddad paid like three thousand pound for his house in like nineteen fifty. Something or other. He makes you sick. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> and he's got his giant bucket of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they're walking around. It looks very, very nice. The, the Some of the bits of the stairs are falling apart. And he's like, ah, I'll, I'll sort that out. Oh, the little sconce comes off and he's yeah. like, six grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then they move in with the kids i think it all seems okay right yeah yeah they're, they're moving in um so don't they get obviously they find out about the murder and they seem like well yeah. houses can houses don't kill people people do. Do. Yeah. do yeah 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 shotguns um, do that lovely <laughs> sexy shotgun did it so so, they're getting in there they're un, they're unpacking um Margaret Kidder is putting, so Kathy, Kathy Lick is putting down some wax paper on the shelves in the kitchen. Kathy Lick. So you don't get rings where you've left your jars. Um, yeah. And George has got um, Chekhov's Jesus. He said, where do you want to put this massive gaudy silver cross? Put it prominently on that wall, mm. please, George. Um, yeah. Also, this, I kept thinking, this is prior to The Shining, isn't it? When was The Shining written? 1970? Because that was a pretty fa- that was pretty fast-tracked to be a movie as well, wasn't it? I think that would have been mid-70s, mid, mid to late 70s. 70s. Stephen King I probably saw so. these murders as well and thought, oh, I've got one ready to go. Don't worry. <laughs> right, that's it. Because it was, was it an axe in the book? Or am I thinking yeah, of the TV, the TV show? It was, it was like a TV movie, wasn't there? And it wasn't an axe, it was something else. Like a- oh, it is. Um, 
a croquet croquet mallet croquet yeah, mallet in the tv yeah. one right was it an accident in the book? book yeah no it's croquet mallet in the croquet book mallet as sure. well. okay yeah. so obviously looking at this going it's a bloody rip off of the shining which was written before this but the film came out after this and there was a croquet mallet in the book and an accident <laughs> and an accident original <laughs> ripping it off because <laughs> yeah. obviously it's got also... the... yeah go on sorry well it's good. i think it all seems okay until father delaney uh is it father yeah, delaney comes around they're having, a lo- they're having a lovely time everyone walks into the house well you, yeah. you can't just walk into someone's house no <laughs> yeah, matter does. how religious you are the guys are obviously outside as well they're not even out they're just all in the back garden the kids are doing some generic there's a lovely shot of some kid, kids doing trump. generic playing I bet he knew no one was in there, so he let one go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so, extra size the demons. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like, is it? He comes in, he thought, oh, I really needed to let that out. I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're not here, but I'll tell you what, I won't get their attention now. I need to wait for this to dissipate. So as I'm here, yeah. I'm just flapping his pants around. He's doing his best to smell it all up, so... So it'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gone before anyone that's comes how, over. That's exactly how it works. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so he thinks, all right, I'll tell you what then. I'll just go to Sunday away for that. I'll just <laughs> grab... <laughs> oh, red wine and bread. Um, <laughs> so he's doing his best. Oh, I'll I've just do a... I've lost my vision. I've gone blind. <laughs> that's what happens to him later. It's a potent time, but he thinks, right, as I'm here, I'll start your standard exorcism package on the house, do it a little blessing. And the house doesn't isn't a fan of that at all. He goes, right, mate, you know what I think of you being here? All the flies. All the flies, every fly. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> the house sends it to a cockney. Peggy Mitchell. Towards, yeah, Peggy get, Mitchell. Out of, get out of my pub. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, loads of flies. Nothing really happens though. He gets like a bit. He gets a few beads of sweat on his head, and he starts to cough. Yeah. He has like a little attack, and he he goes home, and he he kind of gets ill. He gets poorly. Uh, yeah, well, I've, like nothing, nothing happens. Like in the remake, right? Uh, flies kill the man to death. Death, right? I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Oh, he leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, in the new one, they they come out. Like it's a bit like cartoon bees, you know, and they're chasing you and they like do it, turn into an exclamation mark and then chase you. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. So like um he does he starts he comes in and he starts doing the exorcism and then the flies turn in, they come smashing out of a grate and they turn into a big fist and like biff him out of the door and then it does get out. <laughs> Just they come and like they come and like grab him by the collar and like hoist yeah. him out of the house. Fresh Prince to Bel Air style. Oh. Yeah. yeah, throw him out like Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> yeah. um, but in this one, they just go on him, and he's like, "Oh no, horrible!" Ah. Yeah, he's really. <laughs> and then he's he, and then he, and then he yeah. and then he leaves. Yeah, he doesn't. He goes, and then to be fair, he doesn't even tell them on the way out. You've got a fly problem in there. Doesn't no, he? He speaks to them. He goes. He goes still, sm- still smells a bit. He's like, "Pen up, risk it." <laughs> a bit <laughs> I have been got by these flies, but I did get away with that fart. So, um, well, I probably didn't get away with all the flies flapping about. He is, he, he gets out. Unfortunately, the house is so angry that its mic peaks a little bit when it's like, get ah, distorts oh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but he's fine. He is just he is just poorly, and in fact, he gets more poorly from trying to phone them because he, pho- yeah. he after he's gone home, he's gone. Oh, don't want them to think I didn't appear, so he phones, and then he phones. Um, I was going to say Margot Robbie, then he phones Mar- Margot Kidder. He's like, <laughs> um, I've been around, and then as soon as he's there, the house is like, right interference, and then I'll burn your hand a bit from being on the phone to yeah. this house. It's like, well, I mean, oh, I've got to go for a lie down. He asked the other priest to watch over him because when he when Margot phones back later and says, I was on the phone to the I was, the priest was meant to come around. Um, and the other one's gonna always oh uh, he's actually really poor, he's just asleep at the minute. And he's literally sat over his bed while he's asleep. He's like the priest is like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, this poorly, is mate. I'm afraid, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's in bed, he's gone for like, yeah, I'm just watching over him. Yeah. Yeah, just that um the other priest, um, the other father. He's got like slightly long hair and like either the hint of a stubble, like he's got a five rock shadow. And later on, one of the other priests says, get a haircut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, one of the guys I, I, I honestly was, was like, who's he it? talking to? <laughs> yeah. He's like, get a haircut and a shave, will you? Absolute prick. Yeah. Uh, someone else says, um, I feel like that happened a couple of times. People were bringing up haircuts and, and shaving. It feels like maybe the director doesn't like either doesn't like no problem beards. was it someone was it yeah. in the 70s i guess when people were having beards and long hair quite a lot like that's post 60s though so like yeah. surely people are used to it to also be fair, if you're in church you famously had long hair and a beard yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> who jesus <laughs> yeah big bad jesus yeah um so Father Delaney, now I think about it, looks a lot like my Hungarian granddad. He always had like a quite a large forehead area that was always like quite sweaty and moist. Was he ever, uh, when he tried to phone you sometimes, was there a static online and then he had to go for a lie down? Yeah, and he was always drunk in his pants. <laughs> yeah, always getting thumped <laughs> by flies. Um, um, so George, George has pointed out at this point. I like the kids all seem to be seven little bits of mishap. So George has already said, Oh, he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. In fact, like, Oh, you know, it'd be nice if they started calling me dad instead of, instead of George, but take your wins where you've got them, George, because they might not call you dad, but like the daughter at least wears exactly the same outfits as you when she's fallen asleep, just on the floor in the house picture and she's got the same shirt, the same pattern on. She camouflages into him like yeah. a chameleon when he takes her up to bed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he seems also, to be like, a bit possessed he, out of nothing. Like, this is where the remake differs a little because we see Ryan Reynolds seeing things and things happening. But at this point in the movie, George's just a bit grumpy from having been upstairs for a minute. Like, he comes downstairs having yeah. taken the kid and took the kid in. And um, Kathy Lick says, "Oh, um, do you want some? Do you want some dinner?" And he goes, oh, nah, nah, I'm not hungry. Not, not even the hot dogs I made for you, especially." So, Fuck's sake, no! Especially not the fucking hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Processed meat. <laughs> he's just—he is just fuming. He's like—he's very jumpy. He's trying to—he's trying yeah. to have a sneaky cigarette at one point, and a cat like just goes, get, comes up to the window, makes him shit yeah. pants. Well, that's, that's that's a few minutes. The cat, the narcoin, basically anything that George might be doing to relieve his stress. But for one thing, the, the house is drafty, and he's fed up. 
the next time um, he does a great bit of pointing at Margot, Margot Kidder and she's in a, the sexiest underwear of the 70s available, only three layers. Um, she, she, <laughs> she's in a sexy, three layers. She's in a sexiest jammies and he goes, she, uh, they, they start getting it. Is this the point you mentioned in Ben when you're watching it? Is this when your daughter and her friends come in in the one sex scene in this otherwise quite yeah, tame movie? That's pretty much what happened. Um, they walked in during the... It, now, in my memory of it, I don't remember it very well, but it was, it was a very 70s sex scene, wasn't it, where everyone was pretty much fully clothed. Just rolling yeah. about rolling yeah. about on the bed, pressed against each other very tightly. Do you want to yeah. take off that layer of flannel, that flannel shirt and uh, thermal under... Nah. No thanks. Already got three kids. Nah. Dry humping, but without the humping aspect. Yeah. No. So just, just dry. No suggestive. Just very movements. dry. But nevertheless, they're still embarrassed enough because maybe Ben, it was a little bit of um, like five D cinema because much like people walked in on you when you were watching that sex yeah. scene, that's what happens. So one of their kids, Buzz Killington, comes in just as they're Killington. just as they're having sex, and he's like. Oh, yeah. then, and then he goes down to have a cigarette, which is when that knock of a cat turns up at the window. Who is that like, cat? That cat is, doesn't belong to them, does it? Like, yeah. I think it doesn't even appear. Maybe it appears later on. We see some eyes, but I don't. I don't think that's that. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a cat that comes to make sure he doesn't have a cigarette either. So he's having a he's having a bad time. And then we go to a day later, or like a couple of days later, and this is where he's turned from. Jolly Bob Ross immediately into furious Christian Bale, just chopping wood all day and getting furious that that um yeah. wants help with is the that, shopping. He's got like dark rings around his eyes, like he hasn't slept a wink. Uh, he's very always sweaty. cold. He's got a, a constant yeah. yeah cold. He's always saying he's cold, but he's got a constant like sweaty chest. Yeah, sheen. Yeah. Um, he wears that. Does he wear that jumper that he's wearing in that picture behind you for the entire film after he gets pretty much? Yeah. I mean, it looks a bit. It looks a little bit discolored, doesn't it? I mean that's yeah. earlier on, but like later on after he's like use it, he uses it to like clean everything down. He uses it to like wipe down that oil from the um the cross. Uh to clean the hobs. I think he probably what are you uses doing? I'm wiping down like, <laughs> What are you doing in there? I'm wiping down my oily cross. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Not in this film, you know. <laughs> yeah. Buzz Killington, I'll be right in there again. Excuse me. Yeah. You're doing um, what? Yeah, he doesn't. He's having a bad time. Um, Kathy comes and goes. Oh, do you want to? She goes up and like he does that thing where she just pokes him in the ribs, and he doesn't take kindly to that. And I, I know what you're feeling. Sometimes if you're concentrating on something mm. and someone does that to you, it's yeah, more annoying than it's sweet. Annoying. Yeah, we got some headphones in. You're in your own world, listening to some something, and someone rips your headphones out. Yeah, I can understand getting shot. Livid. <laughs> grabs that axe straight away. It's like, but, he there's tries like to um, I don't know when this happens, but there's a bit where um, Margot or Kathy Lick imagines him killing the kids and imagines him hitting her in the head with the axe. I thought it was like really gruesome. Yeah. Like a head they're like all, pops. They're all having nightmares. There's another nightmare that Kathy Lick has where she just sits up and goes, She shot him in the head. Yeah. Um, you what? Nothing, I guess. Um, uh, weird dream. There's a bit later on where uh, James Brolin shouts, I'm falling apart, or something like that. And then uh, she says, are you okay? And he says, yeah, it's just a dream. 
It's very <laughs> just stood in the middle of the room. Tommy Wiseau, isn't it? It's very Tommy Wiseau that yeah. moment. But there's also a lot of really intense emotional outbursts mm-hmm. in this film as well, where people seem like like they've got it kind of together for a moment, and then they just go, then he absolutely... "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> where he yeah. just loses it at this point. Like he hasn't the first bit with the shopping. He hasn't lost it fully, but like he tries to cover for it. He's like, "Never, never do that again." And then she looks a bit hurt by it, as he would. And he's like, yeah. never sneak up with a man on an axe, JK, just kidding. Just just joking, the thing that I was doing, I wasn't really angry. But then he I gets like, she's like, bought some nice tea or something. Because her aunt is coming over who is a nun. you got to get nice tea from nuns. That's right. Is it her aunt who was a nun, was it? Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah, auntie, okay. auntie nun is coming around. Auntie nun. The so auntie this, nun. This, this oh, nun pure evil. Like pure evil nun. This nun uh, pretty much walks into the house and then just vomits on the Vomits on the kids. Vomits on the kids. Vomits on every surface <laughs> in the house. Vomits on jo- um, James Brolin's lovely hair. I'm not feeling very well. Are you sure? <laughs> I feel the like sick, these the kids sick are, noise these, was intense. These kids are harsh yeah. though. Like they, they say, oh, that'll be the door. That that'll be your aunt, auntie nun is here. Go and uh, go and let her in. He goes, oh no, we but like. Auntie Nun, she's an absolute bitch. And then they get upstairs and she's the jolliest person ever. <laughs> nicest like, woman in the world. Oh, but she like pinches his cheek or something, doesn't like that. But also there's like, there's like, uh, I don't want to say poo, but the toilets are overfilling. There's like stuff yeah. coming out. I don't oh, think yeah. it's, George, it's like a yeah. sludge. It's always the way, isn't it? Just as you've Shit got sludge. guests coming, that's when, that's when, yeah, that's when your toilets erupt with poo. <laughs> 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 we got guests coming. Have you got the got the nibbles ready? Not yeah. just any guests. The most religious, most loveliest of guests in the world. Yeah. <laughs> no well, wonder she's hey, throwing up everywhere. I've got it in stinks. Some, I've got in some chips. <laughs> I've got in some chips and dips. I've got in the nice tea that she likes. All I need to happen is for the septic tank not to, you know, back up and. Yeah. What's happened? Yeah. You never guess what's happened. It's only gone in. Poor Auntie Nun. Uh, she's also a, ba- a basketball player then, because there's a scene a little bit later where we see her... She scores a three-pointer. I'm yeah. sure yeah. she's she tossing three-pointers. <laughs> and then does some breakdancing. Yeah. She tackles that kid, and then that kid, those kids are tiny compared to not even chest. There's an alley-oop with God. Like, you don't see God like, <laughs> hold the ball God. up for her. <laughs> How did you do that? Don't ask, don't tell. You see two sets of footprints, and then one of the footprints disappears. It's because God's jumped into the air to dunk it. (laughs) 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 Eat shit, kids. She floats back down to earth afterwards and dunked it. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, You thought Um, we were playing three on one, but actually, the Lord is on my side. (laughs) Bitches. He's the most powerful two on two player that you could ever team with. Okay, so um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, so um, she goes, she goes. I can't stay actually. I've got it, and then I immediately feel poorly. So gotta go. And then she gets out and does basically second only, I think, to maybe like Team America vomiting very subtly off camera. She just opens the door and then just like goes. <laughs> oh! It's a really horrible, intense <laughs> vomit. You gave up so, our life, Gary. So, yeah. So anyone who even anyone who even is slightly religious, as they come into this house, you're gonna get, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, but isn't isn't Kathy like she's slightly religious as well? Uh, but it maybe anyone who is a member of the church, 
member of the church, yeah, member of the Catholic Church. It, it? I got so annoyed at those. Um, there was a really like long scene where the father is trying to convince the church to do something about yeah. uh, the family, and they get into like a crazy emotional argument. And I think this is like twenty minutes too long. It's like the why dude, are they going on? The, that, but, uh, like <laughs> Sorry, Ben, you go. The dude who's so angry and won't won't like give them help. He's got such a horrible negative attitude where he's like, "Oh just, yeah, just take a oh, look. Well, well, that is it." Look Do you want to know this though? Oh, yeah. well, obviously, like that guy is the one that's like, you know, we don't want to say that everything is the devil when they have a AKA playing devil's advocate, literally <laughs> going, "Oh yeah, it's, it's not the not devil. I don't think should have And you know, the worst thing about it is. That man who is the priest that doesn't want to do fuck all about it because oh there's no danger there's no devil blah 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 there he is it's the bloody mayor from Jaws isn't it well it's the uh, actual yeah. actor it's the mayor it. it's the mayor from Jaws that goes what oh there's no that guess, problem then he's yeah. like oh there's no devil <laughs> there's literal what? evidence yeah <laughs> and this is just I think this is after this bit rather than before that they get a bollocking from the guy and then one of the others tells the younger guy to get a haircut as well. But on the way to see them, I assume, the young priest is driving the older one, who's still a bit poorly. It looks like he's just hanging in the car. Like, because he's driving, it's like even pick pick a friend up when they're really hungover from a party or something. And he's literally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he does. he's got his head against the window. He's chuddering. Like he's on the dry heaps now, but we're going to get him a McDonald's breakfast and he'll be all right. Yeah, he's like, come on. That, that car, like, gets absolutely wrecked. And they're trying to explain to those guys, yeah, tell them about the steering wheels that the demon took over the wheel or something. And the guy's like, "Why well, it wasn't that big a deal, was it? Does the steering wheel locked up? The car's been wrote off, mate. Yeah, the, <laughs> the yeah, demon. Yeah. You get recall. You get recalls all the time. Blame Detroit, not the devil. All right. Oh yeah, he does say that. Blame I mean, Detroit. Love, I just love, don't understand that guy's devil, attitude. Just, I mean, do you do you not believe in God and evil and stuff? Like, just just go and have a look. What's the harm in just like popping around? That like, he's like, he doesn't want to do anything. He's too lazy. Can't be asked. That's it. He just wants to go home. Maybe there's a deleted scene where he goes, "I'll phone the Warrens and send them round, will you? Get them, get them to look at this." I mean, from an acting point of view, though, when they're driving over, the main problem with the steering wheel is that you're grabbing it. What's happening to the wheel? Grabbing it, mate. I know you. I'm not taking you to the Donalds. (laughs) That guy would rather fire the priest than go and have a look. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the priest was really bad at his job. I suppose he's looking for an excuse. Very gassy, you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're very gassy. I can't help it. High fiber diet. The bishops told him, like, "You've got to, you've got to cut some of your staff down a little bit." Look, they're priests by nature. They're quite, they're quite good. So what am I going to do to get rid of one? I don't know. If one of them suggests that even the slightest bit of an exorcism, we ain't got the budget for it. Sack them off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but the, uh, maybe it's a little bit after that. But the priest is like doing a prayer for them in in the church, and he sees like the face of the Virgin Mary cracking, um, and then it, he just yeah, goes blind. Yeah, he's a, like, a big piece of the face falls down, and it seems to like float down like a leaf, like if it was going like, to smash yeah. him on the head or something. And then no, throughout this, the other guys just watching. He's now shaved. He's now like you know. Uh, the sideburns guy from The Simpsons when he's like gone all the way over his head, like shaved oh, right yeah, through yeah, the middle. Yeah. Maybe you know what sideburns are, Mr. Burns. And then um, <laughs> you're um, off the team. <laughs> <laughs> he's watching it, uh, and then this guy goes blind um, only for purely for making a prayer about 
the house. This house yeah. is influential though, because you know what I'm gonna it, do to you. I'm gonna make you blind. You he bastard. does it in a church. <laughs> but it. It's a scene as well where he goes, where like, he does the prayer and he like he shouts like Jesus. <laughs> like, really, yeah. he, like really bellows it because he wants Jesus to make sure he hears him. He's got to shout loud to hear it for him for him to hear all the way up in heaven. Yeah. He shouts so loud that he goes that he goes blind. <laughs> but after he's done the prayer, he just the guy comes up and he goes, "What's wrong?" This is up there when you can't see. He's like, <laughs> I'm blind. I can't yeah. see. I can't see. I've shouted, I've, sh- I've shouted too loud. I remember myself being and blind. He goes and he, after to be he's fair, blind. If you look, he's got a planeteer ring. He could have summoned Captain Planet instead. <laughs> he's got like a big blue ring. I guess the guy's water. After he goes blind, he like becomes all emo and dresses like deaf and sits in a garden. Just like looking around, obviously not looking. <laughs> to, to be fair, Ben, you don't know. Maybe in another scene he's tried to do it again because all we know, the only thing is emo because the young priest comes and goes, Don't you read your letters to you? I read, read, you've got one from an old patient here. Do you want me to read it? And he doesn't. <laughs> For all we know, he could have also gone deaf, but we haven't seen. So he's just sitting yeah. there. He's like, Yeah. He's probably sitting there quietly, as cheerful as you like, thinking, I wonder if that priest's going to come visit me today. And he, and he just hasn't known. But we've co- we've kind of covered his arc. Meanwhile, yeah, he doesn't got... get any kind of no? like comeuppance or or redemption, or he doesn't get his vision back. They just Meanwhile... pop him up. He's just they're just sad now. He's just I gone. Go. Meanwhile, in the house itself, Christian Bale is already livid, um, and they've got Margot Kidder's brother's wedding's coming up, and he's there counting the money. He's like, I've got to is, pay yeah, that. is it? An en- I thought it was the wedding, but it's an engage. Is it an engagement party or something? I thought, it was, the, I thought it was the wedding. I thought it was the wedding as well. It seemed very wedding-like. Everyone was in suits. I've yeah. mentioned him being the best man as well. We got to pay the caterer. Be the wedding. Yeah, he's your they best man. Them. Although they, the proper do some negging. If you saw the priests <laughs> are negging the young priest, I'll oh, get a shaven haircut. Do you? When the 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 groom is there, he's counting the money for the caterer. Um, in comes George and he goes, Fucking hell, George, you look terrible. <laughs> a lot of people so, say that to him, don't they? I think he, actually, I think at least three yeah. people say to him, Worst You look I've like ever utter shit. shit. You look like a bit peaky, mate. Hedge backwards. You just like a corpse. I mean, so the, the feeling is here that the spirit that's possessing the house had some bills to pay. And it's like, I'm taking that money. Why would it take money? Bills, pays telephone bills. <laughs> Why would it eat money? Like it even yeah. leaves, it like burps out the, the the wrap that they put around the money. Yeah, the little band. <laughs> Although that being said, why was that guy obsessively counting it so much? Because that band around it literally said fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. like, "I've got to count it again, maybe another time." Because the house is going to nick it any second. I think he counted, counted it so much he wore it out. Like there was no <laughs> cash left. <laughs> you looked at it so hard that it was used up. <laughs> Turned to dust. <laughs> yeah. So he's lost it, but don't worry. Um, you know, George says, don't worry, I'll, I'll cover it. So they go to the wedding. It's be quite kind, isn't it? He can't be that possessed if he's, he's, he's willing to <laughs> step in like that. And they get, they get, they get the babysitter in. Um, they get, yeah, they get the babysitter in, and she's staying to look after the youngest daughter while the other two are staying at home. Babysitter looks like a right nerd. <laughs> the babysitter has got one. <laughs> the babysitter has got like a brace, but like it's on the outside of her face. And yeah. a bra- the braces like that exist anymore? No, I don't think so. Um, no. I do braces even exist because I had braces. Uh, and that's the only reason I feel comfortable saying that, like a right nerd, because I had braces. But like, Same. and I had the ones that were like on the outside of the teeth, like 
Mm. And they were like a fence and they kind of tightened them. But I've yeah. never had that thing where it goes... One's on the outside of your head. head. Yeah. Maybe I've she's got, one, maybe she's maybe. got one gears as well. They need to straighten those yeah. out. Yeah, pull them in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just bizarre. do it all. Have you got anything that could just do it all in one go, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just we like a man in the iron mask situation. <laughs> exactly. I can't work out why it would need to go outside the head. Because maybe the teeth a, maybe a, maybe are inside a the mouth. Maybe a jaw's out of line. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, what's it like securing it to? I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not an orthodontist. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not an orthodontist. I don't claim to be. I will just say that uh, making a kid wear that is, is cruel. Mm. Very cruel. <laughs> A kid who's also very scared, is very claustrophobic and very scared of being locked in any And has a very weak space. grip. She can't undo the door. Like, it's not even locked. It's not even got a lock on it. She can't undo yeah. it. Possessed knob, though, isn't it? It's a possessed knob. <laughs> it is a bit of a knob. Yeah. Possessed knob. Possessed knob, <laughs> and then using the possessed knob, she gets shut in there. Every time you try and hold it, it licks your hand. Oh, oh no, don't. <laughs> um... And uh, the the little girl's imaginary friend Jody, who she's been talking to a few times. Is Jody the younger? Is she from the family that got shot. Yeah, she's one of the kids. What's, what's her got, problem then? Got shot. Why does she want to not like uh, authority or something? Yeah, Why is she a real like the babysitter in there? A real dickhead so about in, it. In the in the remake, <laughs> the 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 babysitter says that she used to babysit for that family, and she's like, well. Don't matter, they got shot. I'm still with this is my territory, so I'm gonna babysit for whoever moves in here. I don't think they make that I don't think yeah, they make that connection in the original. I don't think that's mentioned. She's like, Yeah, she's yeah. like, This is my this is my territory. She asks the she asks the sort of early teenage son if he does French kisses and he he bottles it. Wait, was that in the original and the remake? No, in the remake. In the like, that was wit that was very strange. So it's like you about like, five years older than him. In the remake, it she's feels like, like he's twelve and you're sixteen. Maybe even older than that. She's like, it was weird. She asked him if he French kissed, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. something like that. He's like, no, <laughs> he's like, French what? French pastries? Toast. What are you all about? French toast? Yeah, what are you all about? Totally French uh, toast for days. I need three, three slices, mate. I'm all right. <laughs> uh, but no, he didn't about doesn't know about kissing. And then she goes, yeah, that family was murdered. But either way, in both cases, she gets locked in the cupboard. Um, and she's in there the whole time. In this one, she's banging on the door so much the paint's come off. Josh yeah, Boland's dad's going to be furious. Her hands George bleeding as well. Hands yeah. are bleeding. Yeah. You'd take a run-up, wouldn't you? You'd take a run-up and run into it at first. Something. I mean, I guess she's, she's having like a panic attack. I guess something she can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's no lock on that door. James Brolin's quite keen to point out that babysitter is just being an idiot. Yeah, they're livid though. Because <laughs> when they get back, they get back from the wedding. Josh Brolin has almost pretty much <laughs> turned super saiyan. His hair has gone mental. He's like lion <laughs> he, looks like, like, he looks like Har- Harry from Home Alone 2 after he's been electrocuted. Yeah. He's got a Have you just tried to rob a house on your way over? <laughs> Uh, but he's yeah. had a big row in the um, in the toilets at the wedding with the contractor, the, the caterer for the wedding. Caterer, yeah. Kate, the caterer's like, I want a cash. He goes, well, the cash has gone missing. So you're going to get, I mean, fair play, to be honest. What, what does the guy want? He said, oh, I, 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 was told, I was told cash. He said, well, the cash has gone fuck, missing. So your, you're fingers, 
your finger sandwiches and mini rolls were shit. They were worth 1,500 quid. <laughs> this is the best threat in the world as well, because he's like, right, you're either going to accept a check or you're going to go out there and you're going to eat your own food. <laughs> yeah. And he goes out and he's sat down. <laughs> Mini pizzas, yeah. Mini pizzas, volavons, garlic bread. I bet he spent ages with their little mini doughs, chuck them in the air, and spin them on his fingers. <laughs> this is just the thing with them of like you just take the thing that someone's asking you, turn it into a threat. I wasn't there for yeah. this firsthand, but in years gone by. Karen has told me the story. She's at a nightclub with her with her friends. Went into the went into the toilets. Obviously, the, in days days gone by, in in the toilets, and there was a woman in there in the cubicle on the phone, and um, she called out to the rest of Karen and her mates in the toilet, saying, oh, "Can you guys be quiet out there? I'm on a phone call." And uh, Karen's mate oh was like. God. "Not a fucking phone box, mate. This woman put it on the phone box. Your fucking face in a minute." Wow. Shit! I mean, I thought you were gonna do that. Uh, I'll phone your box in a minute. Oh, you just oh. get like my mum used to do I'll stuff ex, like that. I will, <laughs> I will ex. I don't want to go to school. Minute. Yeah, I don't want to go to school, mum. You won't go to school in a minute. Like she yeah. always like it. I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! The abuse of the seventies and eighties. I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> Yeah, will. <laughs> Shotgun you to death like those places. kids that used to live here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, just this is where, like, so it's come back. It's, it's a massive nightmare in that they get back there and the, the babysitter comes piling out saying, Oh, she locked me in and she wouldn't let me out. And the first, they're very reasonable because there's, there's no lock on that door. Look, opens and closes, the, there is no lock. And the next thing they know, they turn to the little girl and go, Why don't you unlock the door? <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yeah, it's like asking, you, bitch. there is no lock. Why didn't you unlock it? Yeah, that's that's messing your daughter up for life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they go down, and then George is already annoyed, and he comes downstairs, and that's where he sees the little uh band from around the money. See, I could uh, I can relate to that. You know, you can't find something, and you're sure you know where it is, and you just start throwing stuff around <laughs> to try and find it, and it's like the frustration levels are off the chain. I can, yeah. I can see. And maybe I got possessed a few times in the past and I've been looking for stuff, chucking washing across the living room. <laughs> Several times Where's I thought, like, are we just going to see it? I thought, <laughs> is it going to be a clue? Like, are we going to see it in the fire or something like that? And it's going to have been. Never been showed up again. No. Yeah. Also, so it, it something's biting his ankles. Gone. Is it? Because he trips over the, uh, there's like a, a dragon. The porcelain sculpture. dragon. Is that biting him? Why has it got bite marks on his feet? Yeah, maybe he tripped over the teeth part of the sculpture, especially. Yeah. Weird. That doesn't get any answers. Um, so I think his, his business partner starts turning up as well. Yeah. I think like, where, where he's obviously been, he's been neglecting his business because he's been uh, busy getting possessed by this house. <laughs> chopping wood like nobody's Just business. Just chopping wood because he's possessed. cold. And yeah. I think his business partner says, like, look, no one's getting paid. Um, everyone's fuming. Mm-hmm. We've got no work. Uh, you're a prick, basically. He says, oh, like, you're breaking my balls, man. Get your head together. And at first he's like, oh, I've come to get you to sign the checks. He goes, what day is it? Thursday. Should have given those checks yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, it's your fault. 
and the wife of the guy who is like business partner won't go mm-hmm. anywhere near the house. She like gets gets back in the truck and says, "Not now. Like, later on, she oh, can't yeah. get in there quick enough." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> later on, she's like, "Let me in." Well, anyway. Yeah, like a the dog is trying to go. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, though, that's at the same time as the dog has started like digging at the basement. Like the oh, dog yeah, is like, so much like it, clues, it, and it's like, yeah, no one takes any attention. To, like the dog is yeah. like, oh. Dog is digging at a clue there. Yeah. Oh. It's got a human name as well, which I always appreciate. Harry. Harry. Harry, yeah. Harry the dog. Harry dog. Yeah. <laughs> Harry dog is, as we've already revealed, the hero of the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, 100%. So he, he's gone. Yeah, so the, the poor boy, <laughs> the dogs, the dogs having a cl- looking for a clue. Um, Margot uh, phones the priest again <laughs> at this point, and he just gets like again. This poor chap just answered the phone a few times, and he's he's sitting in the house and he's not going to answer it. And he's like, "That priest looks like right. he's about to say hello." And as soon as he gets it, he's like, ah! <laughs> "Yeah." What, what's the other priest called again? Uh, he looks like he's about to say something about uh, it puts the cream on or, or it gets the hose again. Like it, he looks a little bit like uh, the Science of the Lambs killer. I can't remember his name. Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Would you fuck me? <laughs> I fuck me. Oh, yeah. sorry to sorry to cause the dead air on this podcast. <laughs> no, just really just catching up my notes. This crazy. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that, but <laughs> but, but you're right. So the priest, <laughs> the, the priest from Buffalo Bill, the priest gets a horrible migraine. <laughs> Um, yeah, and he's got no neurofed in the house. Yeah, he's gone. Wouldn't be able to find it anyway. Oh no, he hasn't gone blind at this point just yet. Um, but meanwhile, um, there's a little sing along going on. This is where the little girl is doing some Jesus songs, and then they look outside, and there's horrible red eyes violin player doing a violin sting, <laughs> just to just to scare to scare Kathy Lee. Yeah, yeah, those eyes are quite far apart. I thought it looked. It, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a cat or something. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but it had like cat's eyes. We never have any, like the devil. We don't know. No. Yeah. What? What is it? Is it? Are we talking about the image behind you? Yeah. No. This is Not later that when bit, it's but... this bit. It's oh. when she looks out of the window. Oh yeah. Cause... The I, I remember now. I know exactly what we mean. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Eyes. Just a pair of floating eyeballs. Hmm. Yeah. Don't know. Um, floaty eyeballs. So. Both of the family, the family's kind of, even though he hasn't said he's falling apart yet, the family's kind of coming apart. Um, they all go and do their individual research. So um, George goes and steals a book from a bookshop. From a library, isn't it? Is it from a library? Or just just borrow it. Yeah. Have you got a, have you got a library card? <laughs> have you got a library card? Fuck you. I think it's library because there's, uh, everyone's like making a point to like whisper to each other. Uh, people do that in bookshops though as well. You go into Waterstones, everyone's like, and there you go. So it's a book, it's a shop, it's not a library, you can talk normal. Yeah, you shout in it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bookshop. It's a bookshop, you twats. Speak <laughs> um, <Yeah>. up. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. um, so he does that. Meanwhile, um, Kathy, I think this is when she goes to look to talk to the other priest to ask after the one that's gone missing. This is where the nun's doing some dunks. Um, and 
yeah, so she goes out to do some research as well. Uh, it's not at the point that happens when there's only 15 minutes of the, movie, of the film, like where we get an entire tutorial on how to use microfiche at the um, library with the guys that, yeah, do this to turn the pages. Oh, yeah. Zoom in. Did you recognize? Did you recognize this guy? I, I, I managed to yeah. identify him, but it took me ages to get confirmation. So for the next 10 minutes of the movie, I was frantically Googling. <laughs> Who is it? So it's a guy, his, his name in this was just newspaper clerk in Amityville Horror. And I was like, I definitely, he is definitely one of the dudes from The Thing. Specifically, I can't think of the character name. The one who ends up like uh, out in the snow, like with his mutated hand and they burn him. Oh, okay. Um, Bennings. Is that it's Peter, Peter Maloney, his name is. Um, so I'll probably double check in a second. Might be Bennings. Yeah. Um, but this is when, um, at some point, this is before she gets the full confirmation with the microfilm, but she learns about John Ketchum, America's first Pokemon trainer. Um, <laughs> the church called it witchcraft, and he was, yeah. and he was yeah. killed. This what might she, be, um, this might explain everything. John, John Ketchum. John Ketchum. What is the author's name who wrote The Girl Next Door? Jack Ketchum. Oh, yeah. Jack I think Ketchum. he named himself, because it's a pen name, I think he named himself after that character, that person. What John Ketchum. Bastard. Yeah. That's where he got all those flies from there, some of his early some of his early Pokemon captures. Flies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a load of meat flies. Yeah. Yeah, a load of meat. Yeah, a meat a meat flies. Um it's probably got a load of ghost types, I guess, which is why he's able to trip people over, do yeah. tricks. Those red eyes outside the window. Yeah, all of um, this, it, it all makes sense. And he was burned for witchcraft, much like original uh, Pokemon when it became popular in the nineties. Lots of folks in the religious things going, "Ah, oh, these are like demons." So in many ways, they weren't ready for it when John Ketchum was a Pokemon trainer years earlier. Um, the husband, so George, has a research party with his friends. He catches up with his mate from work, who basically. Tells him some harsh truths because oh look you've taken on like you've taken on a wife with three kids you've changed religions and he gives him a thump punches him and he goes fine that's weird now, now we can, can talk we, now we can talk now we, now that's we how all business meetings start that's really the one to go back to the office and on a scrap all the zoom stuff you can't punch your business partner in the face before, <laughs> before the meeting starts you but can't even like... meeting start if you haven't smacked someone in the chops. <laughs> He takes it really well, doesn't he? Doesn't he take it well? Doesn't he? He do says, well? "Now we can start." He says, "Thank God, now we can talk. Now we can talk." And you can't kiss. talk, mate. They kiss Your mouth deeply. is swelling up. Yeah. yeah. Now you've now we've done a punch, and you've got that out of your system. The man doesn't even get a punch back. Does not get a free punch back. Maybe I no. missed the point where uh, George gave him the old, you know, the ring finger thing. Yeah. Is that what? Um, although, oh, yeah. maybe. Although, as we go on, they do, they do the research and it's his business partner and his wife who wouldn't go in the house earlier. And then it turns out, don't worry, you haven't got to be in a possessed house to be a horrible arsehole to your wife in the world of Amityville yeah. Horror because they're, they're, they're doing this research in the book and say, it says here yeah, that it might be ghosties causing all this problem. And um, the husband like goes, please shut up, shut up, dickhead. Stop saying these horrible things about it being ghosts. And I was like, all right. But it, yeah, she's she's right though, and they so they all they say, look, tell you what, you are you have a you have a night off, you go out you go out for a lovely dinner, 
and we'll babysit the kids and stay in the house. As soon as they get there, they immediately go piling in down to the basement, see that the dog is still looking for clues. And before you know it, a smash in the wall open. Yeah. Like she doesn't even ask for permission before she starts wanging at the bricks. <laughs> serious, some serious pickaxe right yeah. here. I'm on it. Yeah. But then uh, George uh, jumps in. Uh, so in the remake, they do a similar thing, but that leads to the like underground dungeon sort of thing, right? Yeah. That leads to like the dungeon of exposition where he learns about Jack Ketchum. In um, this one, is it just a like a sludgy puddle? That's the that's the only thing that's down there. It's a sludgy puddle, and then and a the, red light. The wife, or well, he sees. I'm sure it's meant to be himself and is the spirit of the oh, murderer, like a hovering but, head. Yeah, he sees like yeah. a hologram of Macready yeah. from the thing. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of odd because I kept thinking, is it just him who sees it? Yeah. And initially, I was like, "Oh, it's just a mirror. It's just a mirror down there. It's gone. That's my head, and he's wearing the same thing I'm wearing. What the fuck? It's a mirror. It's a mirror. Yeah, yeah. But but it doesn't. He doesn't. They don't talk about the the mirror image of the fading ghosty man because the wife immediately gets possessed of the of the business partner and goes, "Oh, she says it in a ghost voice." Obviously, she goes. Um, do you want to cover this up? This is a gateway to hell. I'm not sure why a possessed voice would say cover up the gateway to hell. They'd probably go, hey. Yeah. <laughs> there it is then. Yeah. Okay, well, but then they have a conversation. And, like They obviously don't get their night out, as was planning. Typical. Um, yeah. And then um, Kathy, Kathy's saying, like, you heard that voice. You know who that voice was. No. Who was it? Who was it? It's like that voice at this. Do you remember the TV program This Is Your Life? Where they used to put a little voice across. <laughs> well, me and you, we used to love playing snooker together. It was great. And he goes, Oh, yeah, it's bloody Ken, isn't it? Ken <laughs> Jim, Jimmy White. Jimmy it's White. <laughs> he goes, You know that voice is. Who is it? It's. Do, 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 do. Oh, actually, that's Stars in Their Eyes. <laughs> get confused Sorry, by Matthew, like. It's. <laughs> It's Satan. Oh, can you imagine, transformation. Wow. Can you imagine if it was because I'm I'm probably worse at guessing things when I have a clue sometimes. Like, you know, the other day, like it's really basic. Just walking along with Karen goes, What what's my favorite tea been recently? And I was like, I could have told you if you hadn't said if you hadn't like given you know, I, I asked I asked for it just the other day, and I was like, now I'm thinking there's all these subtle clues that I might have got. And the thing that is going to be really obvious once oh, you God. tell me out of the window, it's just like. <laughs> Got it. That's it's it. It's like that. Yeah, you know, his voice that was. It was um, no idea. Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Who is it? Never it's happens on this. It never happens it's, on this is your life, is it? Can you imagine like, something you haven't seen for years? And it'd be like, who the fuck who? is that? <laughs> and he walks out. And you're like, who the fuck? Oh, that's. I've got a restraining uh, restrain, <laughs> order against that guy. Great. And that's yeah. how he's got me, is it? Don't you pay on... more my house. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me a tenner. <laughs> I stood next yeah. to you at a urinal four years ago and admired your length. It's me. Oh, oh yeah. I remember you. I, I was the toilet you. man with the perfumes in the toilet in Rock City during the Stone Sour gig of 97. <laughs> <laughs> you came in and you said, I love Corey Taylor. He's so sexy. And, and I, I said, uh, have a smell. 
the only change have a, you had have a bit of dupe have a bit of dupe on your neck <laughs> and get back out there and make him notice you freshen lock up. eyes with you from the front row I said freshen up you said yes please and uh, <laughs> funnily enough the only change you had was a two pound coin I said oh don't worry about it but you gave me it anyway you and that anyway. stuck with and me I went, I went have a chupper chups <laughs> and you said nah <laughs> <laughs> And you said, nah, and just left. I've never forgotten that night, all right? And I'm here now. <laughs> I'm here tonight. Um, but yeah, we don't know who that, <laughs> we don't know, we don't know who that voice was. This is when we get the scene that we already talked about where the priest shouts so much asking for their good health that he goes blind. <laughs> um, the nun is <laughs> the nun is nailing sweet three-pointers when he's an emo now. Um, and, and then meanwhile at the house, George trips over that dragon and has the whole scene where he, you know, envisions killing the family and goes, I'm coming apart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm That's coming apart the... like wet toilet paper. Ah! That's the last thing you want when you've just moved into a house and there's still loads of jobs to do. You know, so is the, the night where the friends come around to let them out for dinner. Um, that's not the last night, is it? No, the is last it, night he... is. So that's happened. They had the ad coming apart. He's been mm. he's been mean to his he's been mean to Kathy and he's like, punched her in the face. He's punches her. She yeah, calls him a bastard. Punched her. But it's yeah. one of those punches where you know in movies where someone gets hit and they immediately have got blood streaming down their face, like yeah. bang blood. There's no there's no chance for the blood to run down his face. Yeah, and he, face. Gives, and he, he, he gives her, he punches her like she's in a Western stunt show. Yeah. Like it's a really big, like sold, sold punch. So things and are, then he uh, picks he picks up a chair and he breaks it across her back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she gets loads of like bottles and like smashes them over and throws him through yeah. a plate glass window. And he falls off like a balcony from the first floor. Um, <laughs> into a hay bale. <laughs> so yeah, it's okay. Um, Puts his hat yeah, back so on. Shit. Things are, things are really looking bad for them. So this is when um, when Kathy goes and has her microfiche tutorial, tutorial, which is only 15 minutes left of the film. She learns that they have to get up while well, she decides from reading that. And when she learns more about Jack Ketchum, the murderer, um, she realizes they have to leave the house. And this is where she gets home. So it's all nightmarish. The rain is coming down. Um, the axe has been sharpened to within an inch of its life. And yeah. oh correct me if I'm wrong, I've missed a point here, but basically the kids are having to hide from him because he's skulking around the house. Um, Kathy comes back and chokes him briefly and then falls on the floor and is like, oh, don't hurt my kids. And then he's just fine. And he's like, of course I never hurt you and the kids. Should we leave? Yeah, it doesn't have much much of an issue. They, they... So, so the walls start bleeding at that point, right? Yeah, after he said, oh, he's, he's chopped the door because he was chopping at the door where the kids are hiding in the bedroom. And he almost yeah. hears Johnny's it, rip off. And then, uh, and then that's when she comes home, and he goes, "Oh, yeah, I see how that looks." Actually, I see how that looks. Actually, probably Pretty doesn't look like I was going to chop you with, with the axe. I wouldn't. I was just opening the door with the axe. I wasn't going to chop it. You know, the other day, it doesn't when, bad, doesn't it? You know, the other day oh. when um, 
yeah, the other day when uh, that door stuck, it's like that. And I just thought, oh, I'm out enough of these doors in this house, stick in. I'm going to chop up. Looking for that money. It's not in this door. <laughs> oh, Kathy, you never I'm... guess what? Walls are bleeding. Bloody yeah, walls the... are bleeding. Walls will start bleeding. <laughs> the stairs are dripping with blood. And they just think, right, now's the time to go. So they just... Well, they go and then they drive off. And then he goes, hang on a sec, I forgot something. He runs... He just leaves the car in the middle of the road, runs back in, <laughs> shouts, Harry! Yeah, just, <laughs> and, that's and it. At first, first I thought, oh, bad bloke, you've taken the whole family apart from the dog that's done it. And yeah. a part of me thinks, like, that bit with him being unpossessed and the house starting to bleed and start to collapse in on itself, I feel like, once again, there is a scene off camera where the dog has done something that's like, set off a chain Straight reaction today. to the house. Like, I reckon the dog dug up the, the house's that... weak spot and it like, it's thrown a grenade in there or something like that and the house is now dying. I'd love to see the film from his perspective. You know how, like, uh, Twilight, they've done the, the new book and it's from the vampire's perspective. I'd like to see the du- Harry's perspective. Harrityville horror. Harrytyville horror, yeah. <laughs> Harry's perspective. Like, I've been, he was, I've been uh... digging that here for two days. <laughs> Well, he did that for a bit, and then he couldn't get anywhere, so he went to the library. He he was at the library just before George. He was like looking at the books, and as the George came in, he snuck out. He had a whole like <laughs> baby's day out style adventure. Yeah, and he's read it and going right now. I've exposed the weak point of this. He, like down in the basement, Harry has a full on boss battle, and he strikes yeah. that weak point enough times, and that's when George, George is like, uh, yes, yeah. and it starts. George slips through the um, slips through the stairs just as um, Harry's <laughs> killed the baddie. Yeah, George just slips oh. into a puddle. That's why Harry's massive... like in angry mode. He's like he's still in like fight yeah. mode. And he has to kind of calm down, yeah. and then he starts must... pulling out. Yeah, he, he falls bit. into a massive vat of marmite. <laughs> Harry, George it. feels like love it or hate he's it. The, uh, the hero it. of the film, but it's actually yeah. Harry. It's like in Big Trouble in Little China when um, Kurt Russell like knocks himself out right at the start of the big fight, and it's actually oh, yeah. everyone else who does all the fight. Yeah, like Harry's done loads. Yeah, so Harry's done it all, and then you're right. So um, George is covered in marmite, and um, the dog's biting him at first, and then it makes sense because you know your picture behind you. There's like a evil dog thing. That's Harry's been fighting that. Yeah, as yeah. as we looked in through the window, Harry was mid scrap for that, that thing. That's it. So Harry's got this thing that otherwise we don't see because it's seeing this out the window here that makes George go into the house with the axe going. That pig rat thing. I'm gonna get him once and for all. Is that all. what it is? Like a pig? It's very strange, isn't it? I don't yeah. know what it was. And then at the end, um, we don't see this as well. Uh, so he, uh, the barber who's blind, is like trying to walk through a doorway, but he's hitting the door. And then uh, Harry like turns up and he becomes his guide dog. Yeah. And then he kind of leads him out <laughs> the door. Harry is the greatest hero of this movie, and he turns it around again. It's 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 subtle things because he's when he's coming out, obviously he's covered in a black goo. And he's like, right, I'm gonna bite you, and he is cross. It's like I'm biting you, and then he kind of does like a Norman Osborne Willem Dafoe Green Goblin. It's like Peter, it's me, it's me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's me, it was me all along. Yeah, <laughs> except he doesn't then glider himself, which is so I think oh, it's me. It is. He goes, oh, I'll pull you out, pull you out. I think it is supposed to be a pig because. Apparently, it's called Jody the Pig, an imaginary friend of Missy Lutz, as suggested by George Lutz. Did I miss this? The book added the idea that Jody was more than an imaginary friend and was actually a demonic pig. Oh, didn't pick up on that at all. But again, in, in the, Harry, <laughs> the Harry's version, yeah, that's so subtle. 
it didn't actually happen in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to mention that she's that Jodie, the imaginary ghost girl, is also a pig? No, nah, people get it. People you think people picked up on shit. that thing we didn't bring up in the film at all? Yeah, they'll get it. When she explodes out, when the window explodes open, and you see those two eyes that in no way say it's me, Jodie, I'm yeah. a pig. Just put <laughs> the, uh, the extra bits that they need in like a fortnight event. And everyone wants to do that to get the rest of the story. Somehow. <laughs> 40 years returned. later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it was a pig monster. Oh. There's some yeah. horrible, there's some proper horrible fan art of this. There's like Jody, there's it? like Jody the pig with like human hands. Very strange. Is there a picture? Yeah. Is there any pictures of Jody the pig that being defeated by Harry, the true hero of Amityville? No, there aren't. There's this weird picture where the dog is where the pig is like uh oh. send you a link. He is a kind of pig, but in oh, the picture, in the picture, <laughs> with behind <laughs> um, behind Andy, like it, maybe it's been like like squashed, like flattened or something. It could, it looks yeah, like a pig. The perspective looks very odd. It looks like, uh, like a mass. I don't know, like a massive TV screen rather than being like an actual pig that's up there milling about. There is some great art. Actually. That's a horrible picture of Jody the pig there. Got a nice Adidas yeah. trainer. Very <laughs> it's chewing on a trainer. It's his favorite food. <laughs> Jody the pig. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty scary. I feel like if they really focus on this, do um, another remake. Get one done. Get another Jody. Come on, Jason. Jason Blum. Get on here. Give us a Jody. Although, didn't you say there was one recently? The um, Amityville oh, yeah. Awakening, like 2017. Yeah, I mean, I, there was, but I have no idea if that was like a low budget kind of. Let's just. Let's put on a, a town, like a, like it, most like it, towns like have like a fair. We're gonna put on an Amityville movie. Yeah. We're gonna do one. Everyone's maybe this, doing one. Maybe Shelbyville did one do. last summer. Now <laughs> we need to do one. Yeah, maybe we need to just release uh, an Amityville prequel again, public domain, guys. We can do whatever we want. Bring one out called Jodie yeah. the Pig. I think we could do that. Um, <laughs> great. So, and then so they they run out of the house. Uh, and then it just we have text it just says they never went back to the house again. Yeah. They now live in a different state. Yeah. Like, so basically, uh, they 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 moved. Emotionally, apparently they didn't they even go back to get their personal belongings. So there's a whole there's a whole collection of flannel shirts and thermal under. I'm pretty clothes. sure he only had that one set of clothes. Yeah, pretty much. And he was wearing that when he left. Oh, he's got it covered in black goo though. So I guess yeah. essentially yeah, the re- the remake kind of pans out the same, but with more like jump scares and more like actual scary ghosties. Yeah. Um, but essentially it pans out the same where um, George gets, Ryan Reynolds as George gets snapped out of it. Don't murder us, you, you bloody idiot. Yeah. Melissa George beats him up though. And the biggest, um, the biggest change of the film is that I feel have, now I haven't watched them both. They do hurt. They do Harry real dirty in this. Harry gets killed in the in the remake. Does he? Yeah, oh, I think it's Harry, yeah. Harry gets yeah. Harry gets axed. Oh. Um, which isn't yeah. That's mean. So not bad. Minus there, there, minus there is points a se- for that film. Chloe Moretz is in it as one of the little kids as well. And there is a sequence where she's walking on the roof of the house, and I thought it was pretty tense. This scene, I was pretty yeah. like, oh shit, yeah, what's going to happen? Um, because Melissa George goes inside the house, climbs on the roof, and Ryan Reynolds is trying to get to her from outside the house. And I was, I was pretty, I was, what's gonna bloody happen? Uh, but yeah, I found it 
I, I think I prefer the remake just because I know it's got a lot of that modern horror sensibilities, which is yeah. a bit, I wouldn't say I, I enjoy either massively, but I'd say out of both of them, I prefer the remake because it does feel kind of in consequence. Uh, there's nothing much tends to happen in the first one, does it? Yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah, I was, I was airing towards the, the remake being a more watchable film. But now, having really thought about it, framing the dog as the ultimate hero of the original makes me like it more. And I'm just going to imagine what, yeah. what he's doing the whole the whole time, all the way through it. And now I know about Jodie the pig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's making it all way better. Because Jodie's uh, just though... a little ghost girl in this one, where sometimes a man ghost will pull her through a floor or a ceiling. I, my yeah. favourite bits of this... My favourite bits of this film are the bits that they didn't show. <laughs> the bits that aren't in the film they were so good <laughs> <laughs> the Jody and Harry's final battle Jody versus Harry in the basement and it finally <laughs> ends and then George walks in and goes shit straight into the slot I guess uh, like Harry probably has like a great line as he finishes her off or something depending on the weapon he's got Yeah. as uh, Harry slips in I mean George slips into the slot Harry Turts and then grabs him out. Bites because the the sludge is the evil bits. He bites all those off. Yeah, then... <laughs> yeah. He nips them off, slurps <laughs> them away. What do we? What would you say? Is he saying? He's saying, "Harry, it's me. I know I'm covered in sludge, but it is me." No, he's a like, sludge monster. <laughs> he looks. Like, die, oh, sludge is. monster. <laughs> Take yeah, that. He notices right at the last minute. Oh yeah, it is you. Well, I'm gonna turn this bite into me pulling you out. Don't I'm me. helping you. I'm helping you. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, good um, old, good old Harry the Sludge monster, the sludge fighting dog. There we go. So and that, is, um, that, is, that, that is the film. Yeah, got a bit of name game, not a huge amount because it is quite difficult. Oh, I've got a couple for you, Luke. If you run short, these are some cool. deep cuts. So I'll, yeah. I'll be ready. This one is uh, uh, newlyweds and the three children move into a large house where an entire family once tripped up at the same time, and they all kind of knocked into lots of stuff and bumped stuff over. There are, or this whole family were like really clumsily knocking stuff over. Calamityville horror. Calamityville horror. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, next one. Newlyweds and their three children moving to a large house where a giant cartoon weight keeps landing on people and smushing them flat. The Acme. Was it? <laughs> no. The at. What? A giant cartoon <laughs> weight keeps squashing them flat. Like a uh, anvil. The anvil. Horror. Anvilityville yeah. horror. Anvil horror, yeah. I just put. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, and their free children moved to a large house where a mass murder was committed by a bunch of people who couldn't decide. Okay. Mass murder was committed by a, a group of people who, who couldn't decide quite how they were going to kill people. So there's like a lot of people they had to like vote something and stuff. I think the keyword is they committed the crimes. They committed the crimes. They committed the guilty. <laughs> They're bloody guilty. Group of people, like an organisation, I guess you'd call it. The uh, murder people. <laughs> the murder. The murder friends. Well, I don't know. The committee horror. The committee horror. Wait a minute. Otherwise, it's just come to me. Did do you say the actor who was playing that priest, not the priest, but like his boss, 
was the was the, the mayor from the, the bishop tank. is the mayor from Jaws. The, one the mayor that from there. is that was it actually the same actor? Yeah, same actor. And and the town in Jules is called Amity. It's Amity Island, yeah. So basically, he's in charge of things in a place called Amity, <laughs> and is a proper naysayer. Also, you don't type, see this in uh, Jaws, but on that boat at the end, there was a dog passing the uh, <laughs> passing in the uh, the, 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 used to blow like, the shark up. You know, you know the bit where the the shark is on those barrels. There's a dog yeah. that's holding those. That's like pulling it along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a hero. Wow. Sorry. Have you, got any more, have you got any more names, Luke? No, that's it for me. Uh, I got a couple for you then. Ready? So um in oh in this in this film, <laughs> um <laughs> Idris Alba to raise money for a good cause um ingests a lot of tablets. Idris Elba ingests lots of tablets in to raise, for, to raise to raise to raise money. money for a good cause. So, what's the event called? Charity. The charity. Yeah. Ill. Charity. Ill. Uh, well, the Idris. The. Well, I just needed Idris Elba so he can do his accent. The charity. charity. It's the charity. Uh, what is for for a good cause? <laughs> it, it, so it's for charity. So it's a good cause, and he's he's ingesting a lot of tablets. Tablets. Bill Swill, the charity's Will The Amityville <laughs> overdose. The charity um, bill overdose. The charity pill swallow. Oh, charity <laughs> pill swallow. That's good. That is charity good, pill swallow. Um, charity pill swallow. Charity pill swallow. What's the um, um, in a, in that Idris Elba TV show? What's the girl's name that he keeps saying over and over again? Zoe. 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 Noe. Yeah, Zoe. Noe. Yeah, yeah. Zoe. Oh, oh, do you mean? Oh, what's the Alice? I thought it was like oh, Alice. Alice. That's a come on, Alice. Yeah, Alice. Yeah. Alice. Um, another one. Alice. Um, in this one, a rabbi causes lots of controversy in the Jewish community by rewriting their holy text with the core principles of Sandra Bullock sci-fi movies and just being really relaxed about stuff. So, like the gravity chill. Uh, wait. Uh, what was the first thing you said? A rabbi causes controversy in the Jewish Kabbalah. community by it's Torah. <laughs> gravity <laughs> chill Kabbalah. The the gravity chill Torah. Torah. Um, What's the Kabbalah? Oh, that's like Jewish magic or something. Um, no idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> finally, another one for you then. Um, <laughs> in this in this film, um, an Irish man shouts uh, in disbelief uh, in a colloquial term when he finds a mound of earth which is able to restore a person's mental faculties if they climb up it. Uh, hill? It's hill. A mound of uh, earth, the climb up it, climber. So the, hill, the, the, the hill is named after what it, what it restores if you climb up it. it rest- mental faculties mental faculties so uh, I can't lie I've got nothing <laughs> I got so absolutely Irish. nothing this one is Sanity Hill Begora which... Sanity Hill it's good what's that last bit you said Begora which apparently is a, a, a old Irish colloquialism which means like by God uh, I knew um, that 
Got another one for you. Um, yeah. So that is a deep <laughs> Having moved to London, a famous uh, person with a big imagination, played by Ben Stiller in a in a comedy movie, um, is asked by his new neighbour, um, who is uh, who is a Cockney, if they can borrow some of his power tools for making holes and things. The driller. So, drill, drill borrow. Drill <laughs> yeah. borrow. Yeah, borrow. Uh, um, and um, still a drill borrow. <laughs> what is, what? Walter Mitty? Yeah, it's the Walter Mitty Walter. drill borrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. And there you go. Some more. Is that, is that the last some, one? Some more name. You got one off the off the off the top of the dome then. No. That's <laughs> impossible. Uh, no. My dome is my dome is void of all thought <laughs> at the moment. There we go. Need to rate the film. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. What? Do, we, do, do, you wanna, do you wanna do a double rating? I know you didn't. Um... I can do it from memory. Do it from <laughs> memory, yeah. Like 10 years ago. I, I've, oh, I find the 1979 version pretty uneventful. Um, and it kind of just ends, and I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's just accustomed to like haunting movies, hitting certain beats, and including certain things. The fact it just didn't feel like that. Um, and the remake is a bit cliche, but I also think there were some genuine scares, and the threat felt more severe than that of the original. Uh, and Ryan Reynolds does really well, I think, despite the fact that, um, well, I'll say despite the fact, as including the fact that he gets his abs out in more than one occasion. I love those abs. And you know when he's possessed because his eyes are all dark. Uh, he's wearing some They're lovely pretty good abs. 
we've got to say that they're oh, decent. I mean, compared yeah, to it's one of those our, things. Our abs, <laughs> our collective abs. It's one of those things where I look <laughs> at that man and I go, "Do I believe that this that this character in this film has abs like that? Because those are movie star abs. They are not the abs yeah. of just a man who runs a contracting business. The contract is chopping wood all day long. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so. but I'm I would give the original a C minus, and I'd give the yeah. remake a C. Okay, as in go see it. Go like see it. it. Definitely it's go out see it. now. I'm gonna give this one because it's very similar. Um, gave the original a, a flat C. Uh, by, I mean a C flat. I just mean a C, like it's just a standard C. Um, it's just completely normal default default horror movie at that period. I'd say go watch uh, Omen or The Exorcist before you watch Amityville yeah. Horror. Uh, the remake from memory, uh, C C plus D minus no uh, B minus sorry. I went I went the wrong minus, way. Wait, what? You said everything then? Then you said D D C B A A plus what, A plus what, A A A. I was warming up to it. I was just doing my scales, doing arpeggio ratings sort of before now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we're gonna and we're gonna end on that one on a, on a B minus from memory. Okay. <laughs> I was like Jules Holland introducing a band. Fantastic. How about you, Andy? Um, Did you say? No, no, not yet. So. Uh... <laughs> You're right. Like this is the the original is fairly excruciating and not much happens. I mean, like I say, first five minutes, more kids than the more kids shot to death than any other film on the market. But what happens afterwards is a fairly plain retelling of events where not too much goes on. Having talked about it, I now prefer the horror story that has. The, the real protagonist of the dog that's really trying to save this family. Um, and I like that film more than the, than the one that we yeah, have. There's some, fun, there's, some fun, there's some fun to be had with that one. Um, yeah, there are some good, there are some good performances, but it, this one does show its age a little bit. And then all the things that you pulled out and that you mentioned, the subtleties, like Jody the pig, which is so subtle that we... Mm-hmm. That we don't get it, and the, the the huge, huge screams of how loud you can shout Jesus loud enough to go blind. Um, you know, there's there's some things which are tough to pass as a modern viewer these days. I guess if you didn't have a fondness for it or a memory of it in the time, or if you don't want to do some additional reading, so probably a little bit lower than you guys. I might go as far as giving this one a, a D plus. There's some interesting things to go. But when the greatest things about it are things that I've imagined, then about a dog, then maybe it's not the best example of of classic horror. Those examples you gave Luke are much stronger. Remake, technically a better film. Um, some good tense moments, like when Ryan Reynolds is getting the the son he gets on with least to hold logs just before he chops them. Some real some real tension there. <laughs> But yeah. they kill the dog, so I'm marking it down. Um, yeah. They've missed get... the whole point of the story. They've missed the whole point of the story. All <laughs> this stuff about Jody, I don't care about that. 
then kill yeah. Harry off halfway through the end. That's that's Metal Gear Solid Two and riding all over again. <laughs> Except I'm not turning around on this one. I'm never going to be a fan. Um, so I'm going to give the remake uh, a, a D and the original a D plus. Oh, nice. okay, yeah, yeah. Don't kill the main character. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. cool. This week we're going to be doing my bloody Valentine. So just to make sure, which I accidentally already watched, <laughs> just to make sure, um, are we doing both? Same situation, right? We're we'll going to focus same on the original, yeah. but then touch on the remake. Cool. Yeah, I think that works pretty pretty well. Touching on the remake because we kind of rather than doing the original and then then the remake, we kind of just pulled in little bits where we needed to, which yeah. was probably the best. best just way have of doing to it. plan our recording very carefully so we don't have bloody Valentines of our of our own or lonely days thereafter, having been off uh, recording when there's romance to be had. Exactly. Yeah. romance to be had every day Andy there's every day there's romance yeah, there's, to be had every day is Valentine's Day well, you, out there. Yeah. Yeah, you take it <laughs> um, so just to check I, I don't know if we've got any more patrons since since the last episode um, no nope, don't think so okay think cool we're... so thanks for listening if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to become a patron for early access episodes bonus content and heaps of free stuff over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to our current patrons, Lane Spencer, John Crinan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Laura Kendrick, Ollie Child, Scott Rigby, and Bazuzu. Uh, thanks to Colbatch Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. And thanks to you listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. We did get a review recently. I was going to read it out, um, but that was a couple of weeks ago now. Pretty lost that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you find if you find it, Luke, I will just say if you're not on the Patreon already, we got some pretty banging stuff coming out on there. We're gonna start some of the other ideas that we've had from people. They've asked us to do bonus episodes. We've got a couple lined up to record. We're gonna do a special mini episode on the new Texas Chainsaw. Um, we are gonna do a, a recording talking about the doing some video game chat we're going to talk alan wake alan wake remastered um with jem yeah. from the my turn podcast as well and um we've been busy in the writing studio again people who want to turn our writing into into high budget netflix dramas you know give us a call yeah we're going to be talking on the patreon episode about our pitches for I think it's open forum, right? It's Nightmare on Elm Street is the film we're going to be talking about first, but we have free yeah. reign as to whether we want to pitch a remake yeah. or a sequel or a legacy sequel. Very in right now. Very, very um, in. Not um, Friday the 13th, but then the wrong film again. <laughs> I think we're going to do both, but I think... We'll do I both eventually, first. yeah. Freddy first, <laughs> okay. yeah. Sorry, Luke. No, sorry. <laughs> You've been out the loop for two weeks and we've just yeah. gone. We're doing My Bloody Valentine, Luke? Let's just fuck with him. Let's just fuck with him. And then eventually he'll look. <laughs> I'm falling apart. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say you're going to get off the call. I'm coming apart. I, I, I find the review. You got it. I've got it as it well. Says, you, 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 oh, you got it, it as well. Okay. No, it's okay. So, you go for it. Via Apple Podcast user Escob75 says, it's so hard oh, yeah. to find a UK podcast about horror. And this is fantastic. After a while, you feel like a member of the family. 
And the fact these guys don't take themselves too seriously and part of the repetitive film school crew is refreshing. Yeah, I think I can. I mean, it's a great review. Thanks very much for leaving that. But I think I know what they mean, where it feels like a lot of um, horror podcasts tend to, I don't know, they're, they're trying to kind of deconstruct things. I mean, we do that, but we also are in the no pretensions that we're film scientists. Yeah, film school geeks. He's a film nerd. No, we're just shows yeah. a film world. We'll give him a little nuggie on the head there. <laughs> we're definitely yeah. We're gonna give wedgies to all the film nerds and go. Come on, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, we actually would. We're, we're pretty. We're pretty nice people. We'd be. Uh, it's what we're going for, it. I think. But we're not. We're not, we're not sensible. We want you to feel like you're here, hanging out with us and uh, chatting on. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're going for. So thank you very much. Yeah. Mm. Um. Cool. So thanks for listening. Yeah. And thanks to my co-host, me and her dudes. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Both. Welcome back, Luke. Welcome back. It's like you never, we never, I can't even finish that sentence. Literally. He's done. He's done. I'm finished. He's finished. Right. It's, it's, I've run out of juice. It's, it's, run the out next, juice. it's the next five years, guys. For now, though. Bye, everybody. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.